steps out of the gun, second down and nine. Two minutes to go. There's Goff back, looking, looking, throws. It is caught. Amon Ross St. Brown, first down. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. Jared Goff delivers against his former team. Now all they have to do is take a knee three times, and this game will be over. Yeah, what up, Detroit? Sometimes you just feel tired. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. Hollywood Apple Snatch. And we got a special guest in the building, Mr. Paul McCann. How you doing, sir? Hey, excellent. Glad to be here. Yeah, yes. man. Glad you can make it. Um, so I've known Paul a long time, obviously through U Sports, and it's been probably, what, damn near 12 years now, something like that? Yeah. Been a long time. So big Lions fan. Thank you for joining us last week. You know, um... New, newer fan of the show, so we appreciate the support. I see you out there pushing it for us. So nice, very much appreciated, my man. So uh, what's new? How you been? What's good? Been doing great. It's it's, it's great this time of year to roll with the Lions, and, and I'm roll. I got them going all the way. You know, all games are going to be tight, but we're so used to um, at this time of year picking a team that we're going to ride with the rest of the way. You know. Yeah. Lions have already been golfing or whatever, and so that's awesome. Yeah, they're usually in Cancun by now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's been like that for a long, long time. This is kind of uncharted territory. So, B, I mean, describe the atmosphere. Me and B had the the luxury of going down there, and um, it was just, it was amazing, man. City showed out. It was crazy, man. First playoff win in 32 years. It's only what their second playoff victory since 1957. Come on, man, that's ridiculous. Jared Goff has settled all the scores for the doubters. I mean, he played as good as he's going to play. There's so many of those people that were against Jared Goff. I mean, um, that that whole atmosphere down there, it lived up to the hype. It really did, Paul. I mean, it was just one of those kind of places that you knew that once you were there and understood what it, this whole thing meant to the whole fan base of Detroit, it was electric, man. There's no other way to describe it. It was just we walked into the stadium three hours before mm-hmm. kickoff, and, and he, this poor guy hadn't ate all day. He's like, hey, Unc, I haven't ate all day. I'm like, Mike, we got to get down there early. It's, it's going to be like something you've never seen. It's not a regular game. There's going to be people down there. And I'm telling you, when we got there, I mean, it was packed already, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good call because we wanted to go, you know, explore the atmosphere at first. But, man, we were frostbit by the time we got in the stadium. It was freezing that day. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but this, the city was electric, and I only had a nacho, man. I was drunk by, like, the first quarter. Those blue moons were going right to my head. But um, it was all worth it. It was a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There's um, a great picture of you uh, from from – behind and you're you're like this oh yeah, yeah. doing yeah. kind of like the lebron thing right yeah. <laughs> i was just thinking the football gods for that memory and the lions and just oh, seeing yeah. all the stars out you know glover quinn steven tuller golden tate those guys came back showed love to the city i thought that was awesome eminem um calvin johnson uh big sean barry um i think brian cranston from breaking bad was there for the rams though yep um yeah, it was a star-studded event, and uh, it was just so awesome to see in Detroit. There'll be more this week. Oh, there's no doubt. 
all the players already said on uh, social media that they're coming back in town and they're just excited to do it, to run it back. So I really like our chances, fellas. Like we're we're on the cusp of something really special. Yep. And um, like I was telling Hollywood last night, I could see them going all the way now, at least getting to the Super Bowl. You know, once you get there, you know it's a whole different ball game. You got you know Baltimore, Buffalo, whatever. But I really can see a path to where they go. You know, and nobody's you know immortal. You know what I'm saying? Any everybody's beatable. Look at Dallas, eight zero at home this season, and just get throttled by the young Green Bay Packers that wanted it that much more. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think this team's hungry. I think they're built the right way. Uh, defense is very much improved. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, man. It's right there in front of our eyes, and it's kind of out of nowhere because we're ahead of the curve, like we talk about. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? It's it's an exciting time right now. Um, I, I I can't even describe it. I, I I wasn't there on this game. It was electric enough on the games that I went to this year, and uh, I would have cried like a baby too, just like those guys. <laughs> so, it was emotional. I had tears so, in my eyes, man. I ain't gonna lie. I yeah. do see a path. I really do. There's no super teams. I think the scariest team is the is the Ravens, but uh, there's no super teams, mm-hmm. and. Um, Anyway, there's there's a lot to talk about when we get to the predictions of these games, and uh, I've gone back and forth on some of them, but I see a path for the Lions. I got them going all the way. Love it. Can't Love help it. it. No, nah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, of course we do. What do you think, Hollywood? Were you, did you get a tear in your eye? No, I didn't. Know? I didn't get a tear. I just got like kind of like um, on like a relief sign. Like you see, you know for most of us that are older in age you know and a lot of people that prior to us never got a chance to see what we're seeing and it's going to be great in the end i can i can just picture in my head i-75 going towards toledo just cars pulled right there stopped getting out dancing everyone celebrating when they do this detroit is going to be you're probably not going to work for a week (laughs) and it's going to be crazy like we've never seen anything before and that's going to be the big part. Like I was telling a buddy today, he goes, "Yeah, we well, you know you know Tampa Bay." And they play. I said, "Listen, Tampa Bay, they got a good run game, pretty decent defense. They they're not going to stop us. Not what we're trying to accomplish now. We may even get a little help from Green Bay when they whip on uh, San Francisco. That may be your help, and then you it's the payback from Thanksgiving. So you got to come to our house for a third game, and then now it's we wipe you out, and then we just wait on the other side." which could be Buffalo, it could be Baltimore. But even if it's Buffalo or Baltimore, Baltimore, I think they'd be more prepared to go against them if they went up against them. And it's going to be a shock. And if they pull this off, there's a lot of money. I mean, when you bet, you bet and you put money out there in the very, very beginning on the Super Bowl, and the odds were so, so high, someone's cashing in. Well, and it's almost poetic justice right because we get absolutely robbed in green bay Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sorry dallas Mm -hmm. and you know the ensuing week green bay goes down there and shatters jerry's dreams and we get our first playoff win in 32 years it's it's awesome you love to see it right and i told you guys last week even though i picked dallas because of their home record i loved every minute of it i mean we walked in the stadium looked up at the screen and holy shit it's 20 to zero already Loving it. I'm like, let's go. So, because again, a big thing with the city was you lose out on all that uh, economical impact of having another home playoff game. 
all those surrounding businesses. It's so good for the city. And I don't give a shit, man. The city of Detroit deserves it. We deserve those home playoff games, and you got another one. So yes, you might yes. have three. You never know. I just hope they embrace it in the city if it comes about like that. Um, I'm already preparing a tattoo that I will get. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so it will be very extensive in Detroit. They'll have a lot of key things on there. Um, so I think they could do it. I mean, these rookies, and I also thank Stafford because you're a part of this, even if you're not on the other side of the team. Yeah. you going away. We, we would never got some of these guys that right. are there that's, that's right, right now. It, it's crazy because this we talked about that atmosphere, guys, and we talked about kind of being stung. And we've seen this over and over again with the Lions. Like um, When Stafford got hurt, and we really didn't see that from where we were at. We just, mm-hmm. you know, seeing where he left the field, and then we were like, what's going on with Stafford? He's going in the tent, and then he, you know, they've seen the replays later on, and, you know, he got banged up. But this guy's such a baller. He comes back and throws the 50-yard and a 36, 38-yard touchdown pass after being injured. He got lit up. Wentz was already holding the ball, ready to warm up. I mean, you seen when Stafford got hit that one time, his eyes were scrambled. He was looking oh, yeah, straight yeah. up at the ceiling. Did you remind me of that Browns game when, when he was hurt? Remember, he was like, let yeah. me back in, let me back in. His shoulder's mm-hmm. hanging out. Get yep. that off me. You know, after the injury, the guy comes back. I mean, that's... You talk about grit and you talk about a baller. You give him credit for that. More, more importantly, I, me personally, I wanted, besides the fans that were going to wear a Stafford jersey, I, again, I said it last week and I'll say it again, I could have cared less. What I wanted to see is the reaction of the actual crowd when he came onto the field. And I was a little bit taken back because mm-hmm. it was a ton of booze and then 50,000 or more people that were there at the time when he was getting on the field to warm up we're doing the Stafford sucks chant, and here comes his wife with their three little kids, and it says "Born in Detroit" and something in LA on the back of their little jackets, and it was cool. And like you can almost see like her face looked disgusted. Like, wait a minute, we were here for twelve years, but you know that's the passion of a fan. Yeah, it's not a personal thing. It's all about just the you know we are dying, we're starving for a win, and we don't care if you played here for twenty years. You're on that side now, man. And it was so rewarding to finally just have that whole thing just yeah. lay out the way it did. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm with that. You know, it's it's this team now. It's Jared Goff's team. And to hear that whole stadium chant his name was an oh, amazing yeah, was scene. Sweet. And you could hear it on TV. But at the end of the day, we do have to give Matt Stafford his flowers. He's oh, a no tough SOB. Yeah. Goff actually found him a second time to tell him that after the game. And, uh, you know, what was he, uh, 25 for... 20, 25 for 36, two touchdowns, uh, almost 370 yards. Yeah, and he, he got some his. darts out there, man. Yeah. No picks. No picks, yep. I thought we'd have to get some turnovers to beat them guys. But. Yeah. Yeah, red zone, what, three field goals? I mean, the yeah. defense, you know, they made their adjustments at halftime. You know, hats off to Aaron Glenn. They, they did what they had to do going into the second half. And, uh, you know, it came down to that last drive, man. We were all just kind of, uh, how do you can't even say this, Pakua? How do you say the, the rookies? Nakua. Nakua. Yeah, Puka Nakua. That one missed pass that he, and then, of course, you know, how they ended up winning that game. But, man, if you give a guy like Matt Stafford just enough time, we've seen it when he quarterbacked here, and he's done it many times, he'll, he'll come back and burn you. So, it, it just cards fell in the right way. A one-point win. But what an exciting win it was, man. It was just so exciting. Now, do you think McVay was soft for kicking it there, or do you go for it in your own territory for punting it away with a little, what was it, a little over four left? I, I think Too close of a game to take chances, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think he didn't believe in 
like Detroit, like you know, f him. I'll mm. get the ball back. Right, right. You know, kind of, kind of yes. thing. And that—that's how he is. And when you see that look on the other side in the end, he looked like uh, Joe Hoff. You just stole the ball. Just <laughs> sitting there looking at it like this, like damn. And the Lions, they, they're odd. What, three, the first three possessions, they scored, right? So they, they yeah. were, I mean, there was no Donald to worry about. Nothing was really clicking on their defense. So mm-hmm. the Lions were just moving the ball right and down And they down took the out, field. what's his name? That, that, that was a big play by Kirby Joseph uh, taking out Higby. When he laid that smack on him. Did the yeah. flip a room? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That was great. That took your number one tight end right out. He was oh, out yeah. of the equation. Yeah, yeah that's, that a, that's a first down. I mean, mm-hmm. now what's your guys' take on that? Because there's been some speculation: is it dirty? Is it not? But they've no, taken clean, such clean all the high hits out of the game, right? So, what are guys supposed to do? He lit him up. I he, think what they complained about was the the point when he pointed to Stafford like that. But he was letting them know, like, don't bring him across here and set him up like that. I'm gonna right. take him out. You know right. what I mean? Type deal. Yeah, yeah. That he took him out. Um, that was that was real football right there. Bottom line. I agree. And um, the most stressful part of the whole game for me was when they were going for the 54-yard field. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what if they didn't make it? Yeah, yeah, no. They get the ball in that territory. That was huge. Uh, What's the guy's name? Badgley? Badgley. He kicked for Dallas last year. What a great 54. He hasn't kicked one all year. uh, They showed his stats. He was like 40% lifetime, over 50. So for Campbell to say, hey, I'm trusting you here. This is a big spot. I need you to go ahead and make this kick. Confidence I thought that was good. I thought that was amazing. You're going to need a kicker, man. You're going to need kickers in games. You've got to give him his – I mean, glad he made that kick, like you said, Paul. He almost thought about punting it. Yes. Yes, he, he was did. reluctant at, yeah. at first. Yep. They were they were debating it, but, you know, that kick, man, it was like you had you know to give this guy about, confidence. You know he thought about faking the kick, faking the Right, ball. right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Through the man's mind. Right, Freaking right, right. Dan Campbell, anything's possible. That's for damn show. Well, and I think that shows growth as a coach, though, as well, man. When you're able to be in those high-pressure moments and trust oh, your players. And like Goff said, he, he loves Campbell because he trusts him in the big moment. And even on to seal the game to St. Brown. He's like, man, it's a play where you can run in our sleep, you know. It's a, a simple. It was a nasty out. play, too, because he just got that dude and then did that turn. Yeah, and that's all he needed to do, man. And I just think this, okay, here's the next question. Let's just cut to the chase here. After that first playoff victory, does Jared Goff get his contract extension? Paul, we'll start with you. Yes, they're going to. They, they're, they're, they really have plans for Hooker, um, but yes, and he deserves it. You know, I, I was so I, I thought Jared Goff was like vanilla, like so mediocre. I, I wasn't high or low on him. He's just won me over because he just consistently does it. He generally takes care of the ball really well, and so the answer, my answer is yes, and he's he's going to get it. Uh, yes. Extension. B, what do you think? I think, like I said, I think he validated himself. I think he became a leader. Um, you've seen him develop as more of a leader as time has gone on. And, you know, you see the after-game highlight reels with the, you know, locker room talk and everything after Coach Campbell pays everybody their homage on the great game. And Goff's right there, man. He's not that rah-rah Tom Brady type guy, but I like a guy that conceals quiet and just goes out and executes. Those are some of the most dangerous people you have to look out for. Sometimes the biggest mouth that doesn't always win you the game. Jared Goff knows what he's doing. He's an accurate quarterback. And I believe, um, and we'll get into our picks, but I think this is this game here coming up on Sunday is going to be a Lions statement game. I really do. 
Well, I really believe this is going to be the one where everybody's going to say, damn, they are fucking good enough to go to a Super Bowl. Now, if they get there, great, because I think they're going to have a grind if they can beat this team. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But then these next two teams that are playing here on Saturday, both of them are dangerous teams, and Green Bay's really starting to play good football. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team is... They've really played really well these past few weeks, and they're scaring the shit out of me, to be honest with you. No doubt. And you look at Goff. I mean, he's this is his only his second time throwing 30 touchdowns but since his third year. But 30 and, what, 12? And the guy's always around three, 4,000 yards, yeah. almost hit 5,000 multiple times. The guy's done it at a high level for a long time. I mean, you go back and look at that Saints game when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Was it 13-3? to Patriots mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. They were outcoached. They were outplayed, all that stuff. Defensive battle. But golf played so well that year. And he was in a ruckus environment on the road. Yeah. And was able to win that game. So people always forget about that stuff. Like, he was just a throw-in. And he's been nothing but solid here. As the team grows and you keep that offensive line around him and these weapons that we have, man, I think the future is so bright for the next yeah. three to five years. Paul's going to mention something here. When you talk about the Stafford situation – what we got for Stafford? What do you got there, Paul? Well, we got Jared Goff, but we also got Jamison Williams. Um, we got Josh Pascal. How do you say this guy's I, name? Joe, we got Malafonto. Yeah, uh, Malafonto, Jamar Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and uh, Broderick Martin. So we got all those players. And, and granted, uh, you know, Stafford holds the high or the Heisman, the the Lombardi Trophy. Mm. But look what we got in return. And these, these are young players. We can build off of that. That, that makes Holmes look even more like a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. He's know? our Herschel Walker. You know, Hers- uh, the Cowboys yes, did that. Yes, yeah. Uh, got all them people and built something by trading that. That's why it was hard for me to like, really hate on him. Like, I, I know once the whistle blows, we got to go to war. But I thank you for what you did to Detroit and the two pay cuts you took to help your team. And all the money you gave to these kids, and you know Seven and Van Dyke, and and you know the field over and everything, you've given a lot to Detroit. And for me as a fan, as much as I love it, I wouldn't boot them. You know what I mean? Because I respect them. And you, you were one tough competitor, and you held it with class. Even in the end, whatever you said to golf, and you guys, that was classy. He could have walked away and went to the locker room. He didn't. You know what I mean? And. I, and when I see these guys and how they're performing all that like this, thank you. You did the right thing because maybe this team wouldn't be where we're at right now if he didn't go in that office. He's a classy guy. Yes, he's, absolutely. He's absolutely. First, first class all the way. He got a little criticism because um, when they said, are you happy for Detroit, the city of Detroit, he said, I'm happy for the players. And, you know, so he gets criticized for that. But, I mean, his his wife and daughters got blasted pretty bad. And yeah. we don't even know half the stuff he heard. You right, yeah, probably yeah, heard yeah. Some, probably heard some things when you were there. Yeah, some but, I mean, I agree with where you're going with that. I think know? there's, like, that fine line of class and just kind of sportsmanship, right? Yeah, but he'll you know, give him a little bit of time. Yeah. You know? Is he he's, a Hall of Famer, Paul? Do you think he's a, you think he's a Hall Stafford? of Famer? Stafford? Yeah. I do. I do. He's got a he's got a ring. He's not done yet, and I do. I think he's on his way. I believe yeah, that he'll, he'll make the Hall. I, of I fame. really do. Hall of Fame quarterback, Philly. I agree. Yeah. He's and one hell of a quarterback. You want to talk about fans? Detroit was 
nice to Stafford compared to what? Do you see what that Philly fan did to Sirianni walking Poor off the field? Popcorn on him. <laughs> yeah, he, and they didn't even throw him out. They just kind of yeah, they did. They escort yeah, him they, out. There was a longer video. They chased him up the stands. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that part. I just seen where yeah. he was. That's sad. Yelling they'll they'll do it to you too. Philly's yeah. tough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy, man. It's exciting times right now to be a sports fan in Detroit. Um, God, this is like the number one sport. Even the most non-sports fan. I'm talking people who really too don't care much about football. Think mm-hmm. about if Are Philly they, didn't. Think about if Philly didn't fold because they started off that strong, and we ended up in a playoff game in Philadelphia with as much of this Blue Army that, that travels. Mm. Uh, it would have. It would have gotten nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'd have, send, we'd have to send the National Guard in <laughs> Philadelphia, over there, Detroit, always. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, 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 in Chicago. Oh, there would have been some viral. This would have been sure. an all-time high. Holy cow! Yeah, there yeah. are teams that just shit the bed, man. I mean, Cleveland played terrible football. I mean, you know, we talked about Cleveland, but they had the number one rated defense in the NFL, and they did not show up at all. They just they gave they just did not show up. Well, and we forgot last week. Grandmaster B, we got to honor you for winning the pick competition. So shout out to Master B, a little golf clap, boys, yeah, yeah. a little golf clap. Nice job, nice job. Struggling. Thank you. Very well done, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was the only one to pick Houston, by the way. I know so you did, man. Come, man. Let's go, baby. Stroud. Stroud. We got some facts on Stroud. Could be the only rookie quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl if he gets there. I just don't. It's see never it happened well, in the history of the NFL. You want to fire up some music, get into the picks? Yeah, let's. You want to? Well, you got to do the sports intro here, uh, Philly. Is that where we got to go first? Do we? Let's do it. I don't right. do we. I don't think so. We just no, get no, it fuck it. Let's just go. We already know our sports intro. We're right into the thick of it right now. Yeah. All right. Let's start it off with. Uh, so we got Baltimore at home, Houston. C.J. Stroud coming into town, the hot rookie, uh, D'Amico Ryan's you know candidate for coach of the year. They're all playing really well. Nico Collins out of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I mean, he never really had that opportunity here with Cade, and he's just thriving in the NFL with Stroud. Um, so we'll just go around the table, Paul. Go ahead and give us your uh, your lowdown. Well, Stroud's not going to be the first rookie to start in the Super Bowl. He's not going to make it. Uh, Baltimore is going to going to handle them pretty pretty handily. I got I got the Ravens forty one, Houston twenty four. Um, they're gonna they're gonna handle them. So Ravens. Lamar continues his new streak of winning playoff games. Yeah, Lamar is playing scary good. Uh, he's he's an incredible athlete. When I mean when we look at guys like Josh Allen, that's so athletic and so fast. Then there's Lamar Jackson that's faster than everybody. So, yep. Uh, and he's proven himself to be a great quarterback. Uh, he's really he, he he reads well. He he's accurate. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He he, he surprised me. I, I did not see all this in him when he first came in. Great. So, all right, Paul's on the Baltimore train. Grandmaster B, what do you got? I'm right there with my man Paul. I'm taking uh, the Ravens over this, so I'm going to say Ravens 27, Texans 20. Okay, close, close game, close but it's going to be a touchdown. Yes, That's sir. Saturday 4:30 kickoff, right? Yes, sir. All right. Hollywood Apple Snatch. I got one of the biggest upsets. Wow. What's this motherless fuck's name? I got you. <laughs> I got Houston going into Baltimore and beating them. No. And it's going to be no. close, like you say. I'm going to say. 27 23. Oh, yeah, sure. I love upsets. Yeah. There's always one in every round. Yeah, so no, no doubt about that. 
I'm gonna just have to disagree with you right now. Okay. I, I just think you know Harbaugh is gonna have that team humming. They're just it's a perfect storm when they're on. That team looks. They've amazing. been sitting now. They've been sitting now. And that is a something you got to consider. Mm-hmm. But give me Baltimore. Thirty-eight. Ooh, high score. Thirty-eight twenty-four. Wow. No by two scores. All for right. Sure. There you go. So we only got one person taking them. Uh, Houston Texans. Okay. Uh, next one. Buffalo Bills, the resurgent Buffalo Bills finally get to host Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo. Paul McCann. This is going to go down to the wire. I got Buffalo 31-30. to 30. Wow. Ooh. Instant the, classic. Yeah, this is going to be an instant classic. Um, Josh Allen, he's my guy. Wish to God somehow uh, we'd get him in Detroit. <laughs> Then we can forget about extending golf. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I think that's know. an exception the city yeah, might make. Buffalo's going to – the leprechaun, his luck has run out. All the things have gone his way for so long, the calls and everything, his luck has run out. He's not done. I'm not saying he's never going to get another ring. He's just sure. not going this year. Right. Right. Grandmaster B. Well – this is the late Sunday game, 6.30 game, Kansas City. I'm taking the Bills, man. I'm going to take 28-24 Buffalo. 28-24 Buffalo. Everybody's on the train so far. Bills Mafia. Hollywood. Damn you. Damn you. As much as I, lo- I like Mahomes, I mean, um, Josh Allen's tired two years in a row, sitting there on the bench in the fourth quarter going, what happened? Now you're coming to my home. And he's destined to win. He's he's slaying the Chiefs, and then all anarchy's going to start with the Chiefs. Swift, all that distractions and everything come to play. Bills focused, move on with a thirty to twenty win. Woo! Wow, decisive, going high. Oh yeah, handle. I think this is where it all comes to the end for the Chiefs, too. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just think Buffalo is the hottest team in the league, you know, to go on that six-game winning streak. At the right time. Win that playoff game. They handled Pittsburgh pretty convincingly. Josh Allen is just a freak of nature. Yes. Um, when he's on, he's, you know, top two quarterback in the league. I think there's just too many issues in KC. The mm-hmm. receiving game is inconsistent. You got Travis Kelsey, mine's all pickled with Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Andy Reid's mustache is going to be frozen again. You know, icicles hanging off it and everything else. So, with that being said, I think the Bills win. I'm going to say, I'm going to go 27 14, actually. All right. That's another okay. close one. But I do have one question. Hollywood, but for 100 bucks, would you have licked Andy Reid's mustache? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What about you know. for 100000 Take a little. <laughs> push. How about for five million? <laughs> yeah! So everybody has their price. Right? Everybody's got to buy. So everybody's taking Buffalo. Everyone's not oh, giving yeah. KC Bill's a shot. Mafia. Bill's Mafia. All right. Bill's Mafia. All right. So going to the NFC now, we will go with the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Red Hot Green Bay Packers, Paul. Oh, this one I've gone back and forth on quite a bit. And because I want, and this is so hard to say, I want Green Bay to win so bad to give us another 
Ugh. home game. Why are you doing it, Paul? I but, can see where you're going with this already. But San Fran is going to win. Oh, wait, wait, wait. San Francisco 38, Green Bay 34. It's going to be a very good game. Uh, but San Fran pulls it out. I would love for the Packers to win, but um, San Fran's going to win it. You know, there's keys there, man. If you can somehow contain McCaffrey, that team is, is very beatable. You know, uh, Baltimore showed it. If you can shut him down and rattle Purdy a little bit, anything's possible. And the way Green Bay's defense is playing, we'll have to see. All right, be over to you. Yeah, so as much as I want to see Green Bay beat um, Frisco, I'm going to take the 49ers. 31-20. Big game for San Francisco. Mm. Decisive win. Yeah, I think it's going to be a convincing win. Uh, Frisco's, what, they had that week off. They're rested. Um, no game's easy in the NFL, but uh, to go to that West Coast, I mean, even though, like Paul and I were talking before we started the show here, Green Bay's a hot team, man. But I have a feeling that the guy right off to my left over here is going in a different direction, huh? What do Bus? you say? What do you think, huh? I got to go with love. He's going to go down there in San Francisco, which they've already been off for a week. They're going to maintain McCaffrey. I think containing Debo is a big factor. And I believe there will be a key injury in that game. Unfortunately, sad. And Green Bay's going to pull it out. That's secondary. I see two interceptions pick, you know, Purdy. It's going to be a game changer. And I believe that game's going to come down to like a, a 28-21 and it's it's going to be it's going to be one of the, one of the best games to see. I just think that love you see the third quarterback in sixty years. Green Bay is blessed to have. Man, you ain't kidding. They I'm have telling that kid something else with them young receivers. And I didn't believe in him when he first came in. I just said it's impossible for them to get another great quarterback mm-hmm. three in a row. And he's legit. Bottom he line, <laughs> this guy is legit. And the way Jones and. and is running and Dylan, they didn't look right back at it again. Well, that's bad news for Lions fans. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've been scoring for so many years. Yeah, well, that's... But uh, I gotta, I gotta go with the hot hand. I gotta go Frisco. I think it's gonna be a close game. If you look at the last, I believe seven, six or seven uh, times they've met in the playoffs, San Francisco has won. It's been, it's been a long time since Green Bay beat them. You know, that's just history, right? But it does tend to repeat itself at times. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, it's all or nothing with those guys. You know, everybody's healthy. If they did have some injuries, then I could totally go the other way because I think Green Bay is that good. But I got to go Frisco, I think, 34-27. It'll come down to like a last drive. I do believe in love, um, but just not this weekend. San Two Fran. best friends going at each other. Shanahan and uh, Lefleur. Lefleur, oh, yeah. That's right, yeah. McVeigh was part of that, about that whole coaching tree. Mm-hmm. So it should be a great game, though. Yeah, um, but one quick thing here, Philly. Did, didn't Frisco kind of get in a slump there for a while, too? They did. I yeah, mean, yeah. they got out of their slump, unlike the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, who were you know, the pick for everybody to go on to the Super Bowl, and they just shit the bet at the end of the season. But I, San Francisco was, rebounded pretty well. No, you're right. And, and I think... 
Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the league. He was out for a few weeks. And then Debo Samuel, who's like a Swiss Army knife, can do it all. Yeah. He was also injured. And I think, you know, those guys can have a big impact on the offense. So I think their timing was off and they got rattled. Like Hollywood said, they're one injury away. It's been proven that if it does happen yeah. that way, they can be beat. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's not the realm of possibility. So uh, last one of the Elite Eight, the remaining eight, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield. Apparently, they're on a revenge tour. Mm-hmm. Coming here to the Motor City to play our beloved Detroit Lions. Got a good one for that one. Got a real good one for that one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul, what do you got, sir? What you got telling you? You know, I got the Lions, of course. Um, the Lions, 34, Tampa Bay, 28. So it's going to be a good game. Um, all the Lions games from here on out, because they're going all the way, uh, are going to be. You know, none of them are going to be blowouts. They're going to be close. Um, I just switched mine from a 31 to a 34. Um, so I think it's going to be a real solid game, but the Lions come out on top. The The home crowd is going to be too much for them. And and the home crowd is so huge. You know, not, not to go backward and talk about um, uh, Tampa, uh, Green Bay again, but one of my biggest worries, I, I would rather, if, if the Lions don't go all the way, okay, they win this week, they go into San Fran, and may, maybe they come up short that way, that would be a hell of a lot better than if Green Bay came and beat us at home. You know, that mm-hmm. would be brutal. Yeah. Um, that scares me. So um, I got the Lions uh, beating Green Bay and, and, uh, and, and then going to San Fran after that. I'm sorry. Like it. GMB. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions in this game. Uh, A little bit closer of a game. I think, again, this will be a statement game for the Lions. It's going to be closer, uh, maybe, than most people think. 26 19. I think we can get to Baker Mayfield and we keep Evans contained. You know, they got some pretty good ball players over there. But I think the Lions got a little bit better of a well rounded football team right now. That defense could step up, they could put pressure on Baker Mayfield. I think um, it's ours to take. And, God, I hope you're right, Hollywood, because if Green Bay wins, that means we're playing a championship game here at Ford oh, Field. Oh, no doubt. And that definitely will get any man bricked. In the shadow of a note. No doubt. <laughs> you don't say. How I dare pick against my team right now. Yeah. They're just playing that kind of football. Be tough to do. I think next week might pickle some minds, but not this week. Hollywood, we got... I got Detroit in fashion. I think that on all cylinders, Laporta's back. Um, Gibbs. Gibbs is about ready to uh, bust. I think he did it the first time when he played Tampa, too. Um, I see them guys really, you know, I, I got to agree with McCann over here um, with 34 points. I think that's legit. But I only see Tampa Bay. I don't even see him hitting 20. Wow. I I think the defense really steps up. Baker Mayfield gets rattled. He gets sacked four times. He gets intercepted twice. Uh, Maybe defensive return, fumble, you know, interception for a touchdown. I think it just unravels in that crowd. He's not going to be able to hear false starts. It's going to be nuts. And they're just going to roll them, steamroll them. 
I believe it. I, I see like it. it. I feel it. I love it, and I'm right on board with you. I think this is going to be the equivalent to someone who's had blue balls for a long time, and it's mm-hmm. just going to be a, yeah. an explosion of offense here. Okay? And trick plays, a lot of trick plays, and the skipper going out there just to be a smart ass against Dallas. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I mean, you look at last week, how well, how efficient they were on offense. Yes. I think this is going to be a complete game because their defense, you know, it could be good in spots, but at the end of the day, the Lions are number three in total offense. Two in passing, five in rushing. I don't think Tampa Bay has anywhere near anything that could stop them. I do. My only fear is the vertical pass game. Obviously, Tampa Bay can throw a deep. Evans, Godwin, good tight end. However, they're you know sub twenty and everything. So with that being said, I got the Lions big, forty-one to thirty. Defense is going to give up a lot of points, a lot of trash yards at the end. But I think the Lions win convincingly. I really do. I feel really good about it. That's not it's not a bad pick, man. I think we're all on board. Um, gosh, can you imagine if we do end up? I mean, this is very doable, man. The Lions can literally have all the cards fall in place. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can actually host this championship game. There's only four quarterbacks in Super Bowl history that have started for two different. They teams. taste it. They taste it in their mouth. Golf could be yeah. the fifth quarterback to go and be the knowing quarterback in history. There's only been four of these guys that have played on two different teams. Yet. Craig Morton, Dallas, Denver, Kurt Warner with the Rams, Peyton Manning, Colts in Denver, Brady Patriots in Tampa. You golf light it could up be here. the next guy. If oh, wow. golf lights it up here, I mean, like really lights it up and takes it by storm, then I could possibly see signing you for 40 mil. But if you don't, the only contract you'll get is contract with incentives to build up that. Because I will not be able to, I got to see this would be the big game here. How you take it by storm on a big contract. Well, how about this, Hollywood? Ford Field hit a new record sound on Sunday. Oh, they yeah. broke the decibel record, uh, 133.6 decibels. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's way oh. past. We also had the yeah. highest TV rating since the, the Super Bowl of any game played since the Super Bowl. All playoffs nice. included the Lions-Rams uh, game was the highest rated so, viewer. So are they going to cram a lot Super more Bowl. people in this? There's, oh, yeah. That, it, they seat like about 62, right? Standing yeah. room's going to be loaded. Yeah. Standing room, how it worked is this: there's a 65,000 seat capacity, but then you have, I think there's like 2,200 standing room spots, and that's in the upper concourses and the corners and certain other areas, but those are all complete. There, there's no tickets to be had, unless it's on the secondary market right now. And standing room tickets are going for $575. Wow. My yeah. daughter was one of the people that had to spend the 550 last week. And we all thought, well, because it was the first ever game and all the glitz and glamour with Stafford and all this stuff, that that ticket price is going to be extremely high, knowing that, and that this next game, it might come to reality. Well, guess what? That ain't the case. Um, I think I told you this last week. I got offered $1,300 a ticket to sell to somebody, and I turned that down last week. That's $2,600. Could have sat home and watched a game and counted the cheese. Well, those same tickets went on average right now, where we were at, those are going for 2100 and selling. Mm. I, I mean, they're not just sitting there like... And that's going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and because it's it may be a once-in-a-lifetime. Guys, think about it. 30 years, man. It, it's been 30 years. I was at the first home playoff game at, at Silverdome, 1991. And it was the start of something special, you know, the Barry Sanders era. Mm. The team is getting good. We're going to have a great football team for a decade, and we're going to enjoy this. And we didn't win anything after that. We made it to a few playoff games, but we never came back to play a home playoff game. We never won a playoff game. So this is special for the whole reason of 
a division game is a big deal. So the prices are way freaking yeah, up there right now. And we never had a coach like this in Detroit. Never. And I love no, this coach. No, I, I used to love Wayne Fonts back in the day. But Cocaine he wasn't, Wayne. He, he wasn't Campbell. Yeah, no. no, no. Uh, you Told mentioned somebody breed. said uncharted territory earlier. Yes, they were in uncharted territory like never before that, that none of us remember. Somebody got me a shirt that said waiting till fi- since 57, right? Yeah, I got one It's too. been in my closet. I never wear it. I never will wear it. Why? Because I wasn't there. Mm. How long have I been waiting? You've been waiting since 57? I've been waiting my whole fucking life. Absolutely. I've been waiting for all eternity. That's how long I've been waiting. The Barry Sanders. And there was was one guy that I know, Sal. Sal's a huge fan of this guy, Billy Sims. Oh, yeah. He actually, I mean, this guy, I mean. He was great. Does that look like Billy Sims to you? Exactly. It does. I mean. Does that look like Billy Sims? Looks like Sal to me, but God damn, look at it. He was such a good looking man, wasn't yeah. he, though, Billy? Billy was It's bad. not going to stop by Billy. Billy was bad. Get better from I didn't him, know man. he was that handsome. Yeah, that look, kind of, if you, look at this guy. Well, <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, Billy was phenomenal. He was oh, special. God, he awesome. was special. What, the, the one thing he had over Barry was he had that over the line freaking leap, man. Yeah, remember that kick he, he did? Yes. That one kick, Sal, when mm-hmm. he came up and shit you that one. Oh, man. No flag neither. Hit him very hard. See, that's why I'm happy. I'm happy for guys that have been fans longer than me. Like seeing my man that was uh, there in 57. Was he 66 years? 66 yeah, that was years. Season point, ticket yeah. holder. Love this guy, to see it, man. Love to see it. This guy could have bought fucking a whole uh, hotel chain over 66 years, but he gave the money to the Detroit Damn. Lions like I have for the last 35. I got one trivia question for you guys. The Kool-Aid runs deep. Quarterback related. Who was the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl? Youngest? Youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Hmm. Wow, you stumped the whole panel. Well, this is why Brady stuff. It was not Brady, was the oldest. At forty five. Well, well seven though. We're talking about the first. Well time. no, even even when Brady won his first Super Bowl, he was not uh, this young. Do we get a hint? Yeah, there's something hanging on your wall behind you. Bobby oh, Lane. Ben. Bobby Lane. Ben Roethlisberger. That's was, right, Big Ben. Ben was twenty. Oh, Big Ben. Big Ben yeah, was twenty three right. years that's old, right. and that was Super Bowl oh, fifty right man. here in Ford Field when they beat the Seattle Seahawks oh, in Detroit. That's in Detroit, right. that was the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. How about that? And there's the bus stumped here. the whole panel, and I still wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you do too many gummies, Paul. <laughs> so here's here's real other th- quick thing. Four teams to never make it to a Super Bowl. Do we know who those are, Hollywood? You want to take a wild guess? Cleveland Browns. There you go. That's one of them. Which, by the way, eliminated from the playoffs. That was three um, of four are still in the mall. Well, yeah, three of four are still in. Houston. 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 There you go. Detroit. 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 And there's one more. Remember, they're still, in, they're still in the Buffalo. tournament. No, Buffalo. Wait Buffalo. a minute. Yeah, no, no. They were there. They lost. They, yeah. they, they went. Uh, yeah. yeah, they went to many Super Bowls. That's uh, Florida. Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston. So those are your four teams yeah. right there that's never played in a Super Bowl. Lions, Cleveland, Texans, and Jag- oh, Jaguars. 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 Did I say Houston? I yeah. said Houston. You said oh, Houston. Yeah. So Lions, Jackson Cleveland, Texans, and Jacksonville. It's interesting. Hmm. 32 teams, and those are only four that have not made it, and two of those are still viable right now. So... Good stuff there. Last thing we want to discuss, obviously, is this has been an unprecedented uh, year of coaches making moves. I mean, we just had the two goats, you know, relieved of their duties: Bill Belichick in New, uh, New England, and then Nick Saban in Alabama retiring. So, and now you got Jim Harbaugh making his rounds. 
Do you guys ever remember such a star-studded like coaching no, carousel? Not like this, no. I mean, this is kind of crazy. It's like a turning of the tide, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big wave. Saving for a minute, I think you know this whole new wave of um, the transfer portal and things. I think it just really wore him out. He looked a little rough, and I'm glad we sent them packing. You know, go blue, baby, still. But uh, Nick Saban, the greatest of all time in college, for sure. And uh, him and Bill are going to be talked about forever together. Is who's got to? Who's going to fill those shoes? Caleb DeBoer from Washington. He's I don't know, man. I wish did him they, the best of luck. They, that's what they're doing. Yep. Well, okay. Yep. He's already been nominated. He's gotten the nod. He's the coach. He's yeah. There. Okay. Well, I, okay. So that's who's actually going to fill his shoes, but who can? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> really Joe Hoff. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they made a decision yet. I, I didn't follow that. I think C. Rebel. So. C. Rebel started his coaching career. I think yeah. He might be next C. Rebel got me. You talk about coaching. So Washington, Vegas, Seattle, Chargers, New England, Tennessee, Carolina, all openings. Right. You got one team right now that's on the cusp. Which is Dallas. Is McCarthy still going to make the cut? Does no. Jerry say, fuck it, I'm done, and He's I'm moving fired. on, and gets Belichick here? Would Belichick go coach the Dallas Cowboys? It would give him the opportunity not only to break Shula's record, but he also have a shot at winning a Super Bowl, because that's a pretty decent team. But is his personality good enough for a Jerry Jones who fucking he's he's a micromanager. He's he's a helicopter owner. I he, think at that he's age always he's, he wants to win. He's not, I mean he's not like Sheila Hemp who just sits in the background or some of these other owners. You know what I could, foresee there though? You're gonna have the NFL version of grumpy old men with Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. I just don't see But it's great it, it theater working. though, Philly. You think it could happen though? You think Bill would pull it? It's, but he's have to have more control. He's gonna make a move. McCarthy's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think so? They yeah. haven't announced it yet, but I think McCarthy's good I'm as gone. Surprised. But he's won twelve it hasn't happened already. He's been three seasons in a row. But That's not good enough. It's a business, right? Yeah. It's a business. You know, and it's be careful what you wish for, you know what I mean, of course, because you can go through another sled. Yeah. But uh I see him actually it's either going to be Bill or it's going to be a younger coach like a Ben Johnson or one of these coordinators. That's who I think it's going to be. Yeah. But what what Bill could do with that team they have now, Ben Johnson may not be able to do. It's true. Right. And Jerry doesn't want to wait. He like, doesn't want to wait. No. Yeah. If he thinks Bill can put this together for what he's got. Do you think Dak is secure? I think so. I think so. Even though he's not winning the playoff games, I think it's going to be hard to move on from that deal. I see um, Dak going somewhere else. I, I think he needs to. He's taken too much beating over there in Dallas. And, you know, especially feeling at times like he wasn't the man there. You know, always in loom. You know what I'm saying? He, well, do we give him that money? And he waited out. And, you know, that puts a toll on somebody. You know what I mean? I just don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we got a caller on the line. Billy. Hello. Billy. Hey, this is Billy Nixon out of uh, Brights Grove, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Nice. Billy, Billy what's up? Doing, Welcome hey. to the podcast, man. How's it going, guys? It's going, going? good, man. So uh, we're sitting here talking Lions football, and uh, you've been a fan for how long, Billy? <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. It was, uh, before I saw a spot in my old lady's underwear, because I'm going to be 66 in March, so they won, they oh, won wow. something before I before I came on this earth. Nice. Yeah, so uh, what's your take on this game we just played here, last uh, this game we played uh, against the Rams, and maybe talk a little bit about this game coming up on Sunday against Tampa? 
Well, I'll be honest with you. I never thought I'd see it uh, before I croaked. Uh, you know, the, the old uh, Fords there, you know, if they didn't have the bucks for us stupid people buying their damn vehicles, I mean, they shouldn't even have the damn team. They're just uh, disrespectful to any Lions fan, as far as I'm concerned. But that's my personal opinion. I agree with as far you, as the game's concerned, As far as the game's concerned, Dan Campbell, uh, hey, awesome, awesome uh, choice. And so is the... Uh, the uh, general manager guy there, he's uh, doing. They're doing a great job. I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I was skeptic as hell, but I saw an 0-16 season before, and I saw before in the 80s when they didn't play Chuck Long. I saw before when they they used up Billy Sims. I saw when they used up Barry Sanders, and they turned the fans against Barry Sanders, and he was the greatest running back that ever was. And in 2010, I had a stomach Emmett Smith going into the Hall of Fame. So you tell me. You know, yeah. other than that. Great game, great game. But, you know, various times through the season, um, old Goff, man, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his, his delivery, the way he throws, I thought there was something wrong with his arm. I still think his arm's not 100%. But, he's, uh, but when he wants to thread the needle, God help him, he threads the needle. So it was a great, uh, great win. Um, I had a tear in my eye. And I think, uh, you know, if... Um, if Green Bay wants to do something to San Francisco, freaking Lions could be in the Super Bowl because I don't think Tampa's going to stop them. Thank you, Bill. like yeah. that. I'm with you. Yeah, Billy. We got uh, Hollywood, Philly, and our special guest here, Mr. Paul McCain. They're all listening on this podcast with us here. And uh, I love your well, How are you doing, man. guys? How you doing, Billy? How you doing, guys? Excellent. Hey, uh, the, the, Hollywood, the Hollywood guy, this guy especially, because Brian and I had a little chat there. <laughs> And uh, Hollywood, I just remember that Hollywood guy who used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Hollywood Henderson. That's right. He had more nose, he, he had more nose candy than they bring across the border on any given day. <laughs> ah, yes. So, Billy, you got to tell that story that we talked about briefly about the old Pontiac Silverdome because you're a fan going all the way back to driving from Canada, going to these games, parking over there on Featherstone and Updike. And what happened? There? Oh yeah, hey, for sure. I mean, uh, the, the little the, the little drive down ninety four, and you hop off at around twenty two mile, twenty one mile, and go down. Uh, I think it's Gratiot or whatever the hell it is, and you make a right hand turn. And the first street on the right hand side is Morgan Morgan Street or Fairchild Street. And then, and when Morgan Fairchild was, uh, oh, I mean, her boobs her boobs showed up before she did by a mile. <laughs> but we used to, we used to always uh, smile every time we went by there. And then stop Bushamis and get some beer and ice and uh, the odd couple pieces of pizza and park in the parking lot. Well, between having snowfall, snowball fights, uh, the one time I was talking to Brian, when I said to him, I said, hey, my buddy and I, we parked, this was in 1991, we parked uh, watching a Minnesota Vikings game, and, and the Vikings were killing them. So we decided to leave and go out to the parking lot. They parked in, inside the parking lot there, not, not in the, the cheaper parking and, uh, of course, you know, we were boomboxing and having some fun drinking. So my boombox is gone. Oh, yeah, my buddy's wallet's gone. My wallet's gone with 500 bucks in it because uh, I was going to buy some stuff to get ready to go to New Orleans the next weekend. And, um, yeah, what a howl. So we go to Pontiac uh, Police, walk in there. Lion score, lion score, lion score. And between the cops laughing at us, we're having shit happen, and, and us leaving the game before the Lions actually won the game. 
Oh, it was not a treat going home, boys. It really wasn't. <laughs> so, you know. Billy, that was what you parked your car at the Silverdome and that's where they stole all your stuff? Yeah, we parked oh. yeah. Yeah, we parked. We parked inside inside the, in the stadium lot. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, cool, man. So, who are you going to take in this game coming up on Sunday, Bill? Well, I got to take. I got to take Lions. Got to go. Got to go with the Lions against Tampa. I call them Tampax Bay. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy, I got a question for you. Did you happen to be at that Monday night game at the Silverdome a long time ago? Remember what year that was? Well, oh, I've been yeah. at it. Well, he's been. A lot I've been of at games. a few of them. I, I, well, I mean, how many times have we played Mon- Tampa Bay on Monday night? I don't remember it. Oh, well, Tampa Bay on Monday night. Yeah, Tampa Bay on Monday night. Holy, that's got to be what ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I just want to let you know, I, sh- I saw my first pair of tits there. <laughs> that's was that you did. I did. Yes. <laughs> it was Boobies. amazing. Thing. Well, holy, well, holy shit, man! You should have hung around with us, man. We used to go. <laughs> I used to coach baseball. We used to go to Minnesota play the little gophers. They called them. Thousand bucks, a thousand bucks a year per player, and they get to go to Japan or China or wherever they end up, and Hawaii and everything, right? Well, we were at that game when um, in Comiskey Park when uh, um, what's his name there? He's got the the funny disease now. Eh? He's kind of shaking and rolling there. Kurt um, Gibson, Mickey Mantle, yeah, what's his name? Mickey Mantle, that uh, old, um, oh, the old uh, coach used to call him there before his time, Gibson. Yep. Well, we're, it must have been a Tuesday or Monday night game when NBC had him. We're out there, and we're not not even drinking beers or anything. We're out in uh, right field, and there was tits everywhere. <laughs> they had to watch the cameras, eh? Because the cameras were showing all the broads were yelling at Gibson, "Hey, Gibby!" And he turned around, and he, they flash him, and he give him the thumbs up, and he, you know what I mean? It was hilarious. Billy, was old Billy were, were you hard? Were you hard? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Gibby, you know, Gibby found his wife at the booby trap bar. Oh, that's right. Him Didn't and Dave Roseman married he, strippers. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah they married strippers. <laughs> Didn't so, they? Yeah, hey. I'm pretty sure they did from Girls Point. Uh, they were from Lansing. Well, hey, hey, Lansing. What? Yeah. Did, did, he, did he marry? Did he marry Dave Roseman's sister or something? Or which no, no, is no, there a birthday Rose, or something? Him and Roseman married uh, two sisters from Lansing. And That's they, what it was. They both worked at the booby trap at the time. They were strippers. Oh and yeah. I, I think okay. Roseman, if Roseman's still married, then they're both still married. Uh, Gibby's, you know, she. Yeah. He, it, it turned out great, actually. It good, worked out well. Good marriage. I wonder if she awesome. has a stripper pole in her bedroom still. You think? Maybe <laughs> not. No. Next time I talk to Kirk, I'm going to. Well, Rosma, Rosma's a howl, eh? Rosma's a howl, eh? Because his claim to fame is trying to do a karate freaking uh, kung fu chop uh, with his legs, and and what do you do? Blew out his knee or something? Yeah, oh, Dave, remember Winfield, that with the Tigers? Right. Yeah, yeah, Winfield whipped his ass. Yeah, he did something <laughs> crazy like that. Well, hey, Billy, listen, man, we wanted to get this quick call into you. I told you probably around 8.30 we got to you a little bit early, but thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, Billy. Well, no, I just wish you guys I wish you guys lots of luck. I just uh, wish I – and now I know where to find you guys. Uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be checking in on you every once in a while. Sounds thanks, good, Billy. man. Thanks. thanks for linking up to our uh, Facebook page, too. I've seen that you were on there a couple times already. Well, I'm going to get on your YouTube as well. I think that's where the cash can be made uh, down the road, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right, eh? <laughs> yeah, we're going to no, do I our miss, best. No, I miss coming over. I miss coming over and going to see, you know, going to see the Lions, eh? But, you know, my ex, uh, she decided she wanted half my tickets. I said, uh, take a flying fuck at a donut hole. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, you never change. I love it, man. Well, brother, good talking hey, to Brian, you, Hey, Brian, Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, 
Yeah. There's those, hey, be, between commercials or something, you got to get Brian to tell you the story how I met him. Mr. Uh, Mr. Oh, I, I we're going to give away tickets for 60 bucks. I knew damn well when I told my wife, I said, it's probably 60 bucks a piece. <laughs> and I met him at, I met him at, uh, at a pharmacy. What a owl. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I was picking up my, uh, my boner pills there. There you go. They push. I like Cialis myself. I, I, Viagra never gave it to me. You know the problem with Viagra? It makes me faint in the head. Yeah, it does. You get a little, you get a light, a little lightheaded, do you? Your mind gets pickled. You know what, Billy? Never take a muscle relaxer and a Viagra at the same time because they offset each other. Just one offsets ah. the other one. You don't want to do that. So that's just the lesson I learned. I was getting hard, then the muscle relaxer kicked in, and it was just like, uh, what the hell just happened? Nothing. Nothing happened, Billy. Yeah, I what know. eight-second delay over here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy, we got to well, run, like, man. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. Right. All right. All right. Buddy. Take care, man. God bless you guys. Take it easy. Right, See you, Billy. Well, Thank you. Oh, he's a good fucking guy. Eh? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. He sounds like <laughs> Mickey Redman. Like I was going to yeah. say, he sounds just like Mickey Redman. You got a very small part of this guy. When he goes off, yeah. I mean, he will, he'll put you in tears, man. That's awesome. We'll have to have he's him back on again. He's hell, man. So. Well, uh, we're up against this, so let's take our first pause, and we'll be back with the Shop Talk News. All right. The best just keeps on getting better at 24th Street Pizza. They've already been voted the best pizza in St. Clair County, and now they've even expanded their menu with some fantastic new choices. From new pizzas like the margarita and poho mac and cheese pizza, to new subs like the Swedish meatball and deep south dill. Plus, 24th Street Pizza now offers poutine, chicken marsala, nacho supreme, and so much more. With over a thousand five-star reviews, it's no surprise that the best keeps on getting better. Find out why today at 24th Street Pizza in Port Huron. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fives of the Week News Desk. Rumpel Brownskins reporting live. So, the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, ranked in a record $4.9 trillion in taxes from Americans in the last fiscal year, due in large part to automated collections, processes, and aggressive audits that saw taxpayers hit with billions in additional taxes. And billions. How do you guys feel about taxes in America? Horrible. Slightly high, huh? Very high. It's traumatizing. <laughs> it is. I almost dread every time like I get oh, a bonus shit. or something at work, because you know 40% of that motherfucker is coming out. And, I mean, it's just the more you make, the more they take. It's tough. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. real tough. It's disgusting. The land of the free, what you going to pay. You're going to pay One for it. One way or another, mm-hmm. you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a quick hit. I, B, you brought this up already, but 35.8 million viewers... TV's most watched primetime show since Super Bowl 57 was uh, Sunday night's football game. It was absolute cinema, and it was great to see. Wow. Yeah. Huge. Competing with the Super Bowl is definitely pretty cool. So how about this? Hollywood, your boy from Alabama. Alabama. A man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop, stripped down to his skibbies, and jumped in the fish tank. Oh, my God. They that, had to pull this motherfucker out, butt, butt ass naked, man. Redneck shit right there. Skippers. I don't know what they're doing down there in Alabama. They're fucked up. I know think that. He had to be drunk, right? Oh, ain't no doubt about there. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just yeah. some goofy ass news. Damn, from Alabama. Yeah, right right they do all kind of shit down there in Alabama. 
there, you know, there's something going on with this pro bass shop place mm. because there was another incident where a guy jumped into the fish tank and and uh, that same outfit and went in and stole the sturgeon. For real, he had a fish net and took a sturgeon out of the out of its uh, natural environment and walked right out the store. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. There's something. It's all there. It's out there on YouTube. Much too. People are nuts. He, he man. got inspired by Weird Al. Like yeah. a sturgeon. <laughs> That's it, man. Weird Al's an influencer. For sure. That's all I got, boys. Hollywood, what you got, bud? This is Tom Brokaw. I've got um, the uh, news around the world. Judge threatened to kick out Trump in the courtroom in the testimony of... Um, Eugene Corral, and he said, I would love it. He told the judge, I'd love it, as he threatened him. Uh, Governor DeBate deliberately says that there were wildfires set. Conspiracy theorist says he did 14 of them himself, so all them wildfires. And then um, Prince of Wales is in the hospital for two weeks after an abdominal surgery. The Prince of Wales. You don't say. You don't say. And All then, right. Uh, they had um, Prince Charles had a very enlarged prostate <laughs> that uh, he's uh, going in there for a medical procedure. Mm. Very large prostate. That's my advice. Yeah. I, just had, I just had a feeling somewhere along in this podcast we'd be talking about some ass. <laughs> and there it is. We're talking ass. Mm. Is he okay, though? So far, I mean. He's got an enlarged prostate, so they're going go in there and check it out and everything. Yeah, there's no fun with that, man. Yeah. Don't what do we here, Philly? Off to you, bet. All right, so a Mississippi slaughterhouse that supplies chicken to Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. is directly to blame for the death of a 16-year-old worker. Mm. What are you doing at 16 years old working in a freaking chicken factory? Right? This is where this kid was at. So he was sucked into the equipment. This happened back in July, oh, and he was killed within minutes. Jesus. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration said uh, yesterday, uh, Duvan Perez, a 16-year-old worker, was cleaning the deboning area of the plant when his hand got caught and his body was pulled into this machinery. Yeah. So OSHA, an agency with the U.S. Labor Department, said this is this particular plant, Marjack Poultry in Georgia. Uh, had 14 serious violations in the past. They proposed uh, they had to pay out over $200,000 worth of fines. And this young kid, the 16-year-old, uh, when he was working there, um, he was the second person to accidentally die at that plant after getting sucked into the same machine within a two-year period. Wow. These are This is a company that supplies all the chicken for Chick-fil-A. So, you know, next time you're biting into a sandwich, you might want to check that thing out. That's terrible. I, shops like that, I, so I used to do plastic injection molding when I was younger, and it had that big compressor in the machine. Yes, so you basically yes. had X amount of time to put the part in there mm-hmm. and get out. And there was a guy who got his arm stuck in there, smashed his whole forearm from, like, here down. Oh, yeah, pinning needles in and everything. That's crazy, man. It was always in the back of my mind. I just, I was always extra careful. Might have fucked some parts up, but it wasn't worth my life. No, no. Plants are dangerous, man. I mean, Hollywood, you're around big machinery all day, right? You see the potential what could happen for, you know, tragedy if people don't watch yourself. Oh, absolutely. This was something we talked about football here earlier. During the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, press conference, Todd Bowles' news conference yesterday, a reporter cited the cold temperatures around the league. So this was a reporter, you know, the head coach is up there, you know, doing his press conference, and uh, the reporter said, um, 
Today it's 13 degrees in Detroit. Any special plans to, uh, uh, you know, acclimate the team to not only endure but perform in those kinds of frigid temperatures? Should we face them in Detroit? And uh, Balls calmly responded, you do know they play indoors, right? They got a dome. So this reporter was worried about the weather and the climate of the game, and yet she had no clue that the Detroit Lions play indoors, which was... I don't know if she has a job today, though, Philly. It's kind of weird, right? He said we only have to worry about it for the, the yeah. 20 seconds we're walking into the stadium. I'm going to run this one by you guys because this is my last news piece here. So the question, the questionable KFC commercial that got an NFL player in hot water. Did you guys hear about this? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so brands pay big money, obviously, to advertise their you know wares during NFL games. And a recent KFC ad uh, was featured on YouTube has seemingly backfired on this fast food chain, KFC. The ad features Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, explaining to a reporter that NFL quarterbacks are prone to licking their fingers because of the extra licking, extra flavor that makes uh, the KFC chicken so good. This was part of his skit in the commercial, and it says it makes his receivers work harder for the ball. So, I mean... (laughs) So you got to remember the world we live in now, guys. We're not talking about it's a different world, right? So as Cousins makes this statement, it seems to be snacking on a bucket of KFC chicken. However, there's also an uncomfortable racial connotation associated with this commercial, right? So, so the rights activists are coming out, you know, about this commercial being pulled, and uh, it's kind of like we're living in this plastic bubble, and, and uh, there's a certain group of people who are getting offended by this because you know it's saying, oh, if you eat KFC fried chicken and lick them fingers, you're going to be a better receiver. So uh, finger licking you know, good, so, you know what I'm so saying? I don't know what you guys think, but everything must be PC nowadays. It's got to be politically correct. So, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, you, you, here's a big company that's trying to make light of a funny commercial, but it cross the line that you and I, Paul, in Hollywood, and even you, Philly, mm-hmm. we could put up with you know sitcoms and you know we talked about the Jeffersons and all these different you know the all in their families. Everybody was okay to open to just be funny. So here's a, supposed to be a humorous commercial, but there's the other side that got really pissed off. Somebody's gonna get offended. Yeah, so what do always. You do? I mean, do you just nix those types of commercials and just go cookie cutter? No, yeah. you keep them. You keep them. I mean, they're, what they're, do you do it? Is all right. They're going to okay, do a story about chickens that are offended now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, flip my mic for me real quick. Flip your mic? It's okay. what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. Is that? Yes. Well, now I'm off. Now you're off? I can hear you. Well, i got to turn you back on here. So so keep talking here, Philly. Are you there? Is that better? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah that's better. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there we there go. Kitty cat me on All right. Yeah, so, I mean, don't let me into that because I'm not easily offended, man. I know I'm younger than everybody, but that's, uh, yeah, I just think people are, are soft, you know. Yeah. I really feel that way. So, yeah. um, you know, you got to see it for what it is, you know. Have Try to take things lighthearted, not not so to the heart, you know. And yeah. I think yeah. more and more people need to do that, and it's just, you see less and less of it, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shit that I'm sure you guys seen back in the day that just would not fly, you know, you just can't get away with now. Yeah. It's unfortunate because it's not ne- necessarily there in malice but yeah. you know to, to crack fancies, a joke or, your fancies yeah, yeah like some of the shit you know that me and my boys say to each other we'd probably get canceled for if we said on air oh, but yeah, we, don't, yeah. we don't take it like that yeah, you know right, what i mean right. so um i don't know I, I agree i just think that people maybe just loosen up a little bit don't take it so for face value um you know, it's just kind of the way of the world now, but I just found that to be one of those, like, newsworthy things to mention because, you know, everything now has got to be so perfect, you know, and everything we do and how we say it. And if it's not right, then, you know, we're going to have to redo the whole thing and change it up again, you know. Yeah. 
So that's all I had for news. Good stuff. Paul, what do you want to talk you about? You know, I really don't have any news. That one story was my one story about the Tampa Bay coach. And, oh. and that reporter had to feel like a dumbass afterwards. But yeah. you've got to be on your game a little bit better than that. This year, when we went into Minnesota, I was reading something on one of the Lions pages, and somebody commented about, well, how are we going to do in the cold weather and this, that. And he's just really carrying on about it. And, like, everybody just jumped on his ass because they're like, dude, you, you know they play in a dome, right? Yeah. So it was the same type of thing. But, yeah, man. But feel about that big. You know, like, right. Somebody's going to get offended on anything. I mean, there were actual freaking Lions that were offended for a lot of years and, and, and wanted to have the name of the team changed. Okay? So until this recent success, literal Lions were offended for a while. That's true. So. You're not lying. <laughs> You're not lying. But but think about it. The the Redskins change their names. The Chiefs don't change right, their names. Right. Right. Yeah, I thought about I that too. Yeah, I mean, what, what the Guardians instead of the Indians? I mean, we yeah. talked about this. Like, there's that PC thing. It's like, there are oh. Native Indians that are mad about that that they took the Redskin thing right. off. So there's that too. I'm not speaking for the Indians, but. Goes both ways, it's I'm crazy. sure. Yeah, it's something that's been around part of history, sports history, American history, and you know to strip it. If that group, whatever, it's that big of a deal to them, then you got to do what you got to do. But if it's just activists or whatever, I think that's just extreme. I never you know complained I mean? one time about the Fighting Irish, and now that I think about it, that's kind of pissing me yeah, off. I'm <laughs> on an equal platform, Paul. Got I'm, I'm offended by the White Sox. <laughs> Why through Black Sox? Yeah, how, how you feel about them Padres, man? That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. Santo Padre. Santo Padre. Padre. One thing I want to bring up, it's kind of sports related, but uh, Kurt Warner was on a podcast, and he had an idea for the playoffs. Because obviously with Buffalo, you see how they had to dig out their seats. Yeah, um, man. They bring shovels nuts. to the stadium. He thinks that to get the best football, postseason games should be played at a neutral field. Indoors, do you think that would ever fly? I think it could. I, th- I think they could make it happen in order to get the best out of both teams. Yeah, I, you know, I think it could. Level weather, obviously, the you know, fan base kind of gets screwed, but you know, as long as you offer X amount of tickets to the home team or whatever, yeah, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. It probably so, will, but what do you do with those Buffalo fans or those Green Bay fans? That's that's the bigger problem. Yeah. yeah. They don't get that experience. I mean, them Green Bay fans ain't giving that up. Yeah, yeah. And neither yeah. are the Buffalo fans and so on. But so. what happens when they go to the Super Bowl and it's in Vegas? And You know what I mean? Like, well, so yes. there you go. I was going to say yeah, that. that part, you don't have a choice in that. But up until that time, if you've got the home field advantage, you know, yeah. you don't want to borrow the uh, yeah. Minnesota's uh, dome. You yeah. know? And that happens. <laughs> Remember Metrodome roof collapsed? They had to play a game at Ford yeah. Field. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know if that so that every team that has an, a stadium are going to have to put a dome on it then or a neutral yeah. site or whatever. But I think like what Paul just said, if the Green Bay Packers have history of playing outdoors in the frozen tundra. That's what they mm-hmm. like. Or the Chiefs, you know, playing where they play. There's something special about that atmosphere. And hey, man. It's just part of the game. You got to play them. You're an outdoor team. I think the elements have always been a part of it. You don't want to take that part of the game away, especially in the playoffs. You know, like that uh, Kansas City Miami game. You could just tell Miami wasn't going to win that game regardless, but they were different because of the cold due to injuries because they're a fast paced team. That game could be different if you're on turf. That coach didn't even look like a real coach. He had his. 
He had those yellow aviator glasses on. He looked yeah. like he just wanted to go home, man. It sounds good what in hindsight. The when they had nobody in the stand. Remember that? Yeah. COVID? Yep. That was horrible. Oh. Yeah, I think nobody there. Who, Who said that? Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner, I didn't yeah. see that. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know what podcast it was, but there was a clip I watched. I just found it interesting. It's an idea that yeah. maybe years down the road, you know, when... You got all this AI and shit, designs, and I'm sure it'll different change. things that they could do. Maybe one year, I can or one tell time you down this. the line, it'll do. It'll I was, happen. I was glad we were indoors for our playoff game because oh, I could yeah. never imagine sitting out in that ten degree fucking wind. I think that we should have a retractable roof on Ford Field. I would have loved that. We talked about that too yeah. when they built that I stadium. I think everyone everyone's going to start doing that. I believe every team is going to have that option. Close it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Kind of like a sunroof in your truck. You know, let's yeah. hit that button, baby. It's a nice day out. Let's open it up and get yeah. some air. They say yeah, it's the a lot Packers, of work. The Packers, they could they could build a new stadium, or yeah. they could they could revamp that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the Bills and them other places. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one last life question. I uh, had a conversation with somebody about, so you you know the glass half full, half empty thing? So let's go around the table and just your your take on that. Paul, are you a glass half full or half empty guy? I'm a glass half full guy. I I believe that, and I hope other people see it that way. That's you know, people's yeah. perception can be inaccurate. You know? For sure, no, he's so, dangerous man. He's dangerous man. <laughs> so uh, I'm a I'm a glass half full guy. That's the only way to be, in my opinion. You know, I see, agree, but see, have a positive outlook on things. I'm sure you've met umpteen people that go the other way, though, uh, over the years. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know somebody that's that way. You call them pessimists, I guess. Yes. Or so, Eeyore. Yeah, just Eeyore's. negative, you know, looking at like, Negative Nancy. Could yeah. have more, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think at times, maybe in your life, you can fall into that or whatever. But, yeah, you always got to look at the, at the pros, man. I think because it always outweighs. Yeah, at times... Everybody is. Everyone can also be a pessimist, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to be either picked up by your friends and people around you, or you have to catch yourself and and get right. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. Yeah, the optimist is is the way to go for sure. Well, we've been optimists as Lions fans for how long? So I'm definitely a half we have half full guy every year. Super yeah. excited every um, year, every year. And that and the, just overall in general, <coughs> damn Hollywood. I should have brought my sunglasses. Just that a different way. feeling this time around, though. <laughs> Total different feeling. Yeah, you know what you. It was from nothing like I've ever felt before. Right. Hard. Completely different. Yes. <laughs> We're all bricked up. <laughs> I right, wonder so, if um, Cheech is bricked. Hey, Cheech, are you bricked right now? What up, Cheech? What up? He's always bricked. <laughs> Ready for the fives of the week, B? Yeah. Oh. I don't have. I don't have the intro though. I didn't put it in there. Oh. So. Oh, Should you. we stop it and put it in? No, I'll keep rolling. I'm right, to keep rolling. All right, y'all. It's now time for the fives of the week. As always, brought to you by 24th Street Pizza, episode 110. So today we're doing a blast from the past. Oh, yeah. Flashback 30 years in honor of the Lions playoff win 32 years ago. So with that being said, uh, Grandmaster B, this was your call. So go ahead and... Uh, kick it off for its brass. Yes, yes, yes. Things I remember from the era of the last time I experienced a winning football team in Detroit. The Lions beat January 5th, 1992, the Pontiac Silverdome. 38-6 win. It was the final year of the Cold War. From 1947, Paul and you and I talked about this. This was when the Soviet Union collapsed. Mm. This was a big deal. The man. Berlin Wall the came Berlin. down. This was like history in the making, and it was like um, you know, Think back to 1947. Hell, I wasn't around. I, I saw the Berlin Wall in 1989, and I never thought it was coming down. 
There you go. You know, and it came down very shortly after that. <laughs> that's it's amazing. So that was part of history. I mean, I remember that. And uh, you said you seen the Berlin Wall. I did. It looked like the Lodge Freeway where I was at. It All was right. actually Hold two on, walls. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> they had people were guarding each other on both sides. There were Russians on the other side at that particular time. I was visiting a friend who had duty on the Berlin Wall. So there, there was actually a wall there and a wall here and an area in between. And there was obstacles and wire and all this stuff and towers. And you have armed guys guarding each other. And I'm sitting there talking to my friend. The American GI is motioning to the Russian guy. They're kind of communicating back and forth. I'm like, what are they doing? He goes, just watch this. Dude, he he shoulders his uh, M16. He takes a pack of marbles out, puts and tapes them to a rock, and chucks them over to the Russian guy. He is feeding him some smokes. Yeah, he threw he threw some shitty cigarettes back. You know, just to be polite. You know, was it was you know it was a trade. So they 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 uh, shouldered their weapon to stop guarding each other long enough to change to exchange cigarettes. It's pretty cool. (laughs) That is pretty cool. It's interesting. Now, the Berlin Wall still exists, right? It's not down. No. Like, is there part of it left for, like, any? I don't think there's anything left. It's I mean, I wasn't down? there when it was taken down. I didn't. I only saw what, what, what was what on the news, but they, they tore it down. Wow. Yeah, the whole tore, entire thing. Yeah, it was like built a, to separate East Germany from uh, West Germany. So you wow. had the East Germans and the communists on that side, and you had the... Uh, Americans on on this side and the West Germans. Interesting. On that side, that's pretty cool. So, um, Paul, go ahead. We'll just go back that way. Yeah. So I didn't know if the topic was during that era when they wanted, or from then till now. So, so I remember some things. At current at that time, the big thing in music was the grunge era. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. grunge music Absolutely. was at its at its pinnacle, really. And you know, I was a new family man, so I wasn't into the music as much as I was prior. But I got sucked right in. I was a Pearl Jam guy. Yeah. Uh, was was my favorite of the grunge bands, but. Uh, what I actually liked was the flannel shirts. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I liked when I was a teenager, and that came back in style now. Yeah. yeah. So every every ten years, something happened. You know, ninety one, ninety two. Actually, if you fast forward ten more years from ninety one to oh one, you got mm-hmm. uh, you got nine uh, eleven. That's right. But just prior to that, what was the big deal? Y two K. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Going from that, that was a big deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big yeah. deal. So f- another ten years from there, from uh, to two thousand and eleven. Now, uh, what happened in two thousand eleven? I had something on my mind there. Flip ten more years from that point, you pretty much land at two thousand twenty. Yeah, we all know what happened there. And that oh, changed yeah. the whole world right yeah. there. Yeah. So there's a lot, but a whole lot of stuff in between yeah. um, uh, as well. I love Pearl Jam, by the way. One of my favorite groups right there. Oh, yeah. How about Nirvana? Did you like them guys? Yeah, Nirvana, I got into them a little later. I didn't like them as much in the beginning because yeah. they, they were almost like feuding for a little while, almost mm-hmm. like you're almost on one side or the other, but... Um, yeah, so I ended up liking the grunge music. Like Very it cool, too. Man. I ended up obviously I was when the Lions West won. I think I was six, so this was a little bit more difficult for me. But I'm going back to when I was a kid, and um, believe it or not, like when I used to go to Nana and Papa's house, they would always have the night shows on, right? So this was back when Jay Leno 
took over for Johnny Carson. And I remember my grandpa talking about that, and every time I was over there, he'd have it on. And um, that was 1992. That was the year of, so that's one thing I'll always remember from that time. The Jay Leno show. The oh, Chin dumb, and All. Dumb, dumb. Are you guys Jay Leno fans or no? Yes. Uh, he's all right. Yeah, he had that big old jaw. Big old gipper. <laughs> Good old Pelican. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like Johnny Carson, but that's going back. But yeah. uh, Jay Leno was all right. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he was the guy that took over for Johnny Carson, right? Yeah. Carson was bad. But, you know, I used to. I remember. See, talking. Grandmaster B, he has selective hearing. He never listens to me. I literally just said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But I mean, you ask me a question, so I'm going to answer it. So I, for me, I think Jay Leno was good, but he wasn't as good as Johnny Carson. He was the originator. How about Letterman? I was okay with Letterman. Uh, his humor was a little bit different. It's kind of like Fallon and Kimmel right now. Right. Like they're both good at what they do, but one I I favor Jimmy Fallon more. Because I like Jimmy Fallon's impersonations, and I think he's just got this wittier personality. Where um, the other one, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, to me, kind of went left. Like he just became real over liberal. So he moved out to California. He was a New York guy. And he kind of lost his bearings somewhere when he moved out to LA. He just mm. lost his scruples, you know. I thought the Man Show Jimmy Kimmel was dope. That's but when now, he was good. Yeah. When he was in New York. That's when yeah. he was at his best with uh, Adam Carolla. Right. That's when it was the funniest yeah. shit. But now it's like, eh, I can't, you know. I'm more of a uh, Jimmy Fallon guy. All right, Hollywood, over to you. I'm going to say the uh, the 90s is um, Clinton's. Oh, yeah. President. 92. Mr. Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. Uh, and he that, didn't. He did not inhale either, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, didn't do it. I mean, that was powerful. Uh, I remember when, he, you know, he won and, oh, it was just electrifying. What What... Times were back then so good. Everyone's working, and it was just amazing time. You know what I mean? He, what a good president! There were people so pumped when he got elected. I, I remember listening to older people, and I couldn't understand the euphoria. Um, and and there was, it was it was a big time when when he uh, uh, took over. I like that when he ran the time. thing, and it was don't stop thinking about tomorrow. And they're dan- oh, sweet, bittersweet. Yeah, the Clintons. He's famous for saying he didn't inhale, and and I can't help but think about one of the best political lines I heard later on was when they asked Barack Obama the same question, and he goes, I thought that was the purpose, you know. (laughs) He knew Clinton made a mistake by saying that, and he just thought that's why you did it. (laughs) Barack was pretty witty, though. He was very, yeah, he was very sharp. All right, B, back over to you. So, yeah, Bill yeah. Clinton, 92. Good old Bill Clinton. So, 1991, the World Wide Web was launched to the public. Microsoft.com went online. Remember AOL? I mean, AOL oh, yeah. was around yeah. since 1983, but they got hot in 93 with the chats and the line online content. Uh, you know, they still exist today, believe it or not. Verizon actually bought AOL, AOL? Mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're the ones who own them, and there's still people that use AOL email still. I actually had right. one of my customers. <laughs> I said, "Hey, I need your email so I could send this file to you," and he gives me this, and it's AOL.com. And I looked at him like, "Dude, when's the last time you changed your emails?" Oh, I fucking had this email for like twenty five years. There's a lot of them. I yeah. don't have that. I'm surprised. Yeah, but, but yeah, I still do. There's tons of them. 
That yep. was the start of the madness. You know, the whole online thing. Now we're online with everything. Now the the you know the access to you know Google and all this other shit. But that was like the the very beginnings of it, right there, right in that early nineties, man. So I remember not only the Lions playing good football, but then all this technology started to come around. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Remember the dial-up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, I thought that was Andy for a minute there. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? And no. I didn't even know him back then. That's a good one. So, Paul, what else do you remember from the early 90s, man? Um, You know, the 90s were a good time. The problem with me in the 90s, I became single in 92. So, <laughs> you know, and I didn't get married again until... Um, until 2005 so so that from from the time i was like 24 all the way the rest of the 90s was kind of a blur (laughs) (laughs) i mean i did it i I lived kind of in a in a small in a microcosm man i lived like a rock star in the 90s nice i was was able to work like two weeks and then party two weeks so So it wasn't like married man he's trying to keep it close to the best i'm how long have you been married uh, 17 years. All right, that's enough to be in trouble. So, if yeah, my we'll, math we'll, is right. We'll keep it off the table for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, I'll pick it back up. Um, Blockbuster. I just remember as a kid, you know, every weekend we go to raid Blockbuster, making Blockbuster. sure, hoping that that one movie we wanted to see, that one video game was there, man. Blockbuster was huge back in the day. Grab your popcorn. Oh, someone else has got that, man. How long? Yeah. Yeah. Them snacks, them late rentals were no joke, though. Man, you turn that bitch in late, you're in trouble. But, um, <laughs> be, yeah. Be kind, rewind. The company expanded internationally in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, 84,000 jobs, 9,000 stores. And I think, obviously, with new technology, it wasn't able to go into the next millennium percent. Who would have thought that when you th- when you seen how big Blockbuster was? Yeah. Like, you never would have thought that it's just gone. Oh, sad. Right. Very sad. Yeah. yeah, so that's number two for me. Hollywood, back to you, Brez. Well, this was a good one for me. <clears throat> this one I was um, rolling. 1994, when them beepers were coming out real heavy. And there were 64 million beepers at that time just, just out and about. I mean, that was the thing to have. That beep, 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 beep. So it beeped with a number, and you knew oh, which yeah, number yeah, to call. Yeah, That's how it worked, so, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that beepers. Was, yes, beepers were... Cell phones weren't even... You know what I mean? It, it was having that beeper. Let me go get to the pay phone. Was, yeah, uh, I'm getting that was, call, but... It, it was a big deal. You felt important. I mean, if you go back quite a bit before 64 million people had it, only doctors had them. That mm-hmm. was it. That... You didn't know anyone that wasn't a doctor, and nobody knew a doctor, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But only yeah. doctors had them. Your girl's calling, Sal. You're like, oh, man, let me see. Let me take, okay, I'll, I'll get back. Yeah. And then you'd have to go to a payphone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes. drop dimes. There was a payphone. <laughs> like Danny Dimes. Over right. on 11 Mile Road in Little Mac by this gas station about six years ago. And I was honored to go to it, and it worked. A pay phone. You don't see it anymore. Yeah. And that's sad. Right. That is sad, man. It's wild. It's, right. it's crazy, man, how much that evolution of technology. Remember the one on 12 and Gratiot? Oh, it yeah. used to be over there. 
Yeah. People would be hitting that on and be like, oh, man, I see you up at the payphone, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pre-before hand sanitizer oh, became yeah, anything. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know well, when I was when, on this phone, man. Not, I need a wet wipe. Right. When not rough. everybody had a car phone, you you just pull your car up to one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And roll your window up. Yeah, you're what's going on? I actually put that down, man. Cell phones. Weighed about four pounds. In 1992, IBM had a phone called the Simon. The, the Motorola had what they call the StarTac. It looked like a brick. The Nokia 8110. It was brick. You remember this, Paul. It was one of those like G.I. Joe phones, man. Yeah. Was, that was the start of the cell phone. And it was like $5 a minute to use a thing. It was some ridiculous amount of money because we didn't have the cell towers like we have now. And mm-hmm. There's no data plans, and the technology was so old. And But if you were somebody special, if you had a, a, an actual cell phone, and remember the little antennas they put on the back of your car, the right. little black antenna? Even if you didn't have a phone, you'd buy one of those fake ones and make it look like you had mm-hmm. one, so you look cool. Right. At least I did. I mean, I was like, right. where's AutoZone? i got to get me a fake and antenna. Those, and those phones look like the $6 million man. Remember Oscar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing and, yeah, like a little oh, yeah. duffel bag you carry around. <laughs> Hello. It was ridiculous, man. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I, is it off to me here, Philly? Where are we at? Is that what you just did or no? The phone? Well, I just I just went off the same one he did. But oh, put, okay. Yeah, no, projection TVs, best known as the CRTs, are projected on the screen. He's large, very heavy. Large. You know, we had the on-the-floor consoles, but then in 91, 92, they started coming out these projection TVs, which we talked about this before, right, Sal? So we talk about these, you know, Sony, these things weighed. Papa Nada still have one in my mom's house. Right now. Oh yeah, yeah. he's like got a beautiful deep. picture. Yeah, they're like this deep. That's yeah, right. these things are cabinets, dude. This is yeah. like fucking furniture, man. And these things, they didn't have the best picture. There was no high definition or anything, so you had to kind of dial in the red, the blue. You couldn't be off to the side. No, right, man, right, you would right. not yeah, get yeah. a good picture. That. But you had a fifty-inch TV, and if you had one of those in your house, all your friends would be like. Wow, man! You guys got a movie theater in your house, like no. So the, the king piece. spot was at the center of the couch. Oh, that's where Dad's right. No, you, no, no, you would not be taking over the chair. You would definitely be moving off to the side and get that shitty view, like Sal was talking about. But man, I'll tell you, those were like. I remember when my parents got their first one, and I remember I think it was like uh, Art Van or somebody. It's like there's like five guys bringing this thing in. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my, well, I gotta put it down my back. You know, it's like, what the hell are you buying a fucking bedroom set? No, it's a TV. <laughs> like, no, it's huge, man. So that's that was my one right there. No, that's good. I know we're kind of there's obviously that age gap, so I'm gonna go way back too. But uh, they actually got big in '84. It was actually the Power Wheels Jeeps. As a kid, when I got my first one, man, I was just elated. Um, it, it was really big in the '90s. They used to sell over a million units per year. So they I remember when I got one of those for, uh, I think it was my birthday, man. I was tickled pink. Were you pimping? Did you have curb feelers on it oh, and yeah, stuff? Man. Yeah, get stuff a little. Had a chain on, a wife beating on, oh, you know, riding down the street yeah, saying hi man. to my friends. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went over to Mickey Shore, had a sound saying, system put in. Mickey Shore. There was a thing called Mickey Shore, too. Yes, that's going yes. back, man. Yeah. You went to Mickey Shore, you were bad. Yeah. Getting that Kenwood installed. Right. Right. I had the realistic <laughs> from RC. Uh, what was it called? That was now. That was not quite as good as Alpine. That was no, kind of like that. No, so realistic go, was the entry level. You go to like Kmart and get that one, right? That's <laughs> right. where you go get the realistic. I uh, think that might have been there was the a certain store you got realistic. I, I can't think of it. Was it, uh, it there was a place on Little Mac. Was it Media Play? Yeah, they used like to have shit there too. Um, Cartoons is still around. Cartoons. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah. Polk. Yeah. Yeah, I had the Alpine in that uh, '92 Lumina I had. 
They didn't even know what bowls was back then. Yeah. No bowls, man. Nah, ain't no bowls, man. Then, then the alarms became the real popular thing. Like you had that fob. Like you'd be playing oh. chirps. With your, they're like, man, what is that? It's my alarm, man. I'm arming out this car. It's worth more than five hundred bucks, but you had an alarm on it, man. You were somebody special, right? Like, okay, I'm with you. Tab you. When did spinners come out? Was that in the nineties? What? Remember when oh, Spreewell, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, rims, yeah. Spreewell yeah. came yeah. out. Was was that in the nineties? I want to say that yeah. was late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a Hummer with spinners on it. Latrell Spreewell, bit. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking back about 1996, but yeah, but them spinners are still probably they're still around in L.A., man. Them, oh yeah, them, you man, still see my grass every now and then, but man. Them chicos out there got them shit on all their cars out there. I was like, and they're beautiful cars. These are like cars going back to like the 70s and 80s. Oh, you know, out there in Palos. Oh my God, they're beautiful, man. Beautiful oh, sleds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Apple Snooch, back to you. Uh, the 90s, I'm going to say, is when um, I started my job at Chrysler, 1993. That was the beginning to a 30-year tenure, going on 31. Unbelievable. Congratulations. That's, That's wonderful. Unbelievable. Yes. Can't believe we're time management. Unreal. And that was in the beginning of 93. That era of the 90s, it was pretty yeah. Did you think when you sat foot in there, when your dad got you in the door, did you think that you'd be there that long did you at one point go like why am i doing this do i want to be here no anymore? i never i, I you loved it, was, it so much i you know i got in there i seen what it was about you know you, you seen the money the movement of the money like it was good and you go you know them checks were nice you know and then i was just like man is this really me and that's when i was fighting and everything and either i'm gonna go pro and and do this and i have to leave my family and I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm in between, I'm teeter tottering, and I'm like, damn, then my son got sick, and he was born was sick, and I, I had to make a decision, and I had to stay, and it's like, um, at that time, you were like, you know, I could have made tons of money, you know what I mean? But family was more important, and in the end, when I look at it, it's like, um, you know, well, it was meant for me, I guess, to be an auto worker, you know. And I got a great job. And, uh, you know, when you look at it and you look back, me and my buddy Joel would talk, like, man, we had one year in. Dude, we got one year. Can you see yourself doing this? I don't know, man. I don't think so. You know what I mean? You just didn't see yourself. years go by. Like yeah, that, and, and, and when them guys would tell you, hey, blink of an eye, you'll be there, and you'll see what we're talking about. You realize it's the truth. Time does fly. It does, yes, man. It, said, it don't stop. Congratulations. That's a hell of an accomplishment, man. Yeah. Me and myself, I've had probably 10 jobs in 30 years, but, you know, that's. I, I just get short shelf life. I just, you know me. You know, it's like. <laughs> I never thought I would be in one job for that long. Like, yeah. you understand? My wife's dad uh, retired from Chrysler, and he said the same thing. You know, he didn't think it was going to be five years for sure, be yeah. a couple years. And. He did retire right on his thirtieth, you know, immediately, and, and many times he yeah. said he wished he would have stayed for a while. Mm-hmm. So mm. now his dad, your uh, Mr. Rubio, he's how many years? Ah, uh, fifty-one. Fifty-one years. Well, yeah, done. Yeah, fifty-one. But yeah. he's done now, right? Yeah, he's leaving. He's what? got uh, maybe a week. Oh, that's it. Oh, wow. So it's near this now. Is, this, this is, is, it, is it. He's it, retiring. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's done. How do you feel about him? Yeah, he's ready. He said, "I'm ready. It's time." It's yeah. Time. Yeah. Good good for him. He's ready. Do you think yeah. if he retires before the Super Bowl, he'll actually go out to Vegas and watch the Super Bowl? Uh, 
memes. No, probably no. not. You no. want to do that? No. See, that'd be my freaking way to exit. I'd be like, I'm going no. out to the Super Bowl. Fuck it, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, your dad's doing all right with the cheese, yeah. man. He'd be all right. Yeah. No, yeah, that loot, man. He said, I'm going to sit in my chair, man, and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Give that new 85, <laughs> man. All right, B, what else you got over Um, Let's see. Number one song in 1991, Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Hmm. Anybody remember Brian Adams? Yeah, it's my I remember Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. He's and a then, Canadian. Uh, yeah, he is Canadian. And then, Very good. Very 1992, uh, falling in that same category. Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You, that was the number one song. So those songs seem so old to me now, but then it doesn't seem too long ago. But then you put the 30-year thing in perspective. That's why I was like, man, that just goes by really fast, and that's over. And the last thing I really had was like these hairstyles, because you mentioned about the grunge, right? So there right. was, I think they had names for these uh, men's, uh, they called it the flipped ends, which was the grunge look for a man. They had a bowl cut, that was a hot, a hot hairdo back in the 90s, and then the Caesar cut, and then the spiky hair. That was that was all men's hairstyles. And for women, it was uh, the pixie cut, uh, the crimped you know, women that crimp their hair a lot. Mm-hmm. You see that? That was really popular back in the early 90s. And the Rachel hair, which is made famous by Jennifer Aniston from the 1994 show Friends. So when Jennifer Aniston was on Friends and everyone sees this beautiful-looking woman, I want her hairdo. Mm-hmm. And that became a big popular hairdo back in those days. You know, so for us, it was the bowl cut. My mom had us in. She always had that L.A. looks on deck, press. Oh, yeah. You know, for the spike look. And, and it was a legitimate bowl cut because I've known you kids my whole life. And when I seen the first bowl cut that poor Nick got. I'm like, why did you just literally take the Tupperware bowl? And you're about to cut my hair. Like, stick too. it on top of your son's head and etch a line around it. This poor kid was traumatized for about two months. Yeah, my brother's looking like Dumb and Dumber, man. Oh, Boy, Christmas. Yeah, you know, guys. <laughs> it was rough, man. That, that shit happens, though. No, that's cool, though. Um, so, my last couple, one, the big one, obviously, as a kid, is Super Nintendo, released in 91. Hmm. Quickly became the most popular gaming system since Atari, which I'm sure you guys know and love. Super Mario, Street Fighter, Donkey Kong, all that stuff, man. Um, it was actually somewhat affordable back then, two hundred bucks. But you know now these systems go for like seven to a thousand. So just shows you how much time has changed. And my last one uh, was also AOL, obviously. You know, yeah, good old AOL. So we we got to bring one more caller on here. So if you don't mind, here let's get this uh, dude on the phone here. Fives of the Week podcast. Oh, boy. Sea Rebel. Oh, boy. Sea <laughs> Rebel. Sea Rebel. Your fan club is here. So, Sea Rebel, we are talking on the Fives of the Week this week, uh, Blast from the Past. So, we went down memory lane a little bit here tonight. Uh, we have special guest in studio tonight, Mr. Paul McCain. Say hello to Paul. Hello, Paul. I'm sorry you had to deal with those guys tonight. At least he's no being honest. Of course, the great Hollywood and Sacrifice Philly. I had to make. We're all here. So, Sea <laughs> Rebel, take us back down your memory lane, if you will, um, and talk to us about what you remember most about that era when the Lions won their last playoff game prior to this one on this past Sunday. What things do you remember back from the 90s? That era, God, from the 90s when the Lions were in the playoffs, I remember trying to match an outfit to my pager I had to have, you know, change the different colors. Remember the pay pager you used to have with the different colors? Yeah. And you had to match the pager to your pad, to your pad loop. You couldn't have a black one because it didn't match everything. You had to get the neon colored one. <laughs> then I got the... I, and then if you had white shoes on, you had to get an off-white side cover for it. I remember... Way. 
Yeah, you know about you know I re- that page a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that page. And you used to pretend like it would go off, even though it really didn't even have any service to it. You would turn it off and back on, just so it would go, dee, 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 dee. Oh, somebody paid to me. Don't even have service to it. Me, man. A girl paid me, man. Right, right, right. Hey, I, I got to go, y'all. And then I remember watching a Lions game on my old, remember, kids don't even know what this is anymore. The old four model TVs. Not, I'm not talking about the projection screen flat no, model. Classic. I'm talking old school flat screen TVs that you could put a tree on top of for a decoration because it was a coffee table to go with it. <laughs> yes. yes. That, that's what I watched the Lions beat the uh, yes. Dallas Cowboys that old on. floor model. Yeah. <laughs> right. With a, it had, my dad had a ceramic panther on it with a tree growing on the top of the tree. <laughs> hey, it also doubled as an antenna. <laughs> That was bad ass, man. That's that was the era. That was the era. That was the era I grew up and watching Lions. Watch yeah. and win in 1991. I thought it was going to be like that forever. Well, see, Rebel, since we're kind of on, on the Lions kick, man, so what are your thoughts on the game? Obviously, Tampa Bay coming into the town, man, and uh, give us your predictions and thoughts. I'm not really sure. Are they still in the playoffs? I haven't been watching. I'm kidding. I'm just, I, I, I know that did, it sounded better in my head than when I actually said it. You know, what I mean? either that or you're just a tough crowd. Don't bring this guy back, <laughs> I, it, dude. It's great. It's the first time in the history of the organization they played this late in the January. Let alone the first time in the history they've had back-to-back home playoff games. Wow. I can't even believe. I can't even believe it's happening. You know, what I mean, it's like, and then my son's like, "Oh yeah, this is great. It's gonna be fun." It's like, yeah, I'm glad you didn't have to wait as long as I did to have this happen. Yeah, right. 100%. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's great times. I, and I believe that they got the actual they, Sheila Ford Hamp, when is she going to get her props? She changed the whole organization. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And, and remember, they booed her. When, when they retired Calvin Johnson's number, they booed her on the field. Right. They need they, they need, they need to... Uh, they, they need to give her some some praise on that because she's the one that brought all this in, and the way the way that front office has drafted all these young rookies, mm-hmm. and that game, and that playoff game was won by our rookies. Oh yeah, that, that, that's what it was, and and now I hear you got Houston coming back for this game on top of it. It just I don't know. It just seems it almost seems it almost seems like like it's not real almost. Like no, come on, Lions aren't still playing football. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they are. That's how we felt after the game. It's like you're waiting for someone to smack you and wake you up a little bit. Yeah, like, no, it's, really it's a good feeling. It's, it's a good feeling. Like, oh, that, Total display. That, that football game, especially guys like uh, Grandmaster B, who's who's been a ticket holder since the Nixon administration. You know what I mean? He, I mean, I mean, guys like you guys have seen the worst of the worst. You guys stuck through the zero and sixteen seasons. You that know, was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are stuck through the Millen era. I mean, and to get to get this, I, that's why I'm, I'm happy for myself. Cause I, I love seeing it, but I'm happy for a lot of you guys because you guys were owed this. Thanks, you know, especially you guys have been you dedicated. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, 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 I've met a lot of guys. I was a season holder for a few years. I, I had season tickets, and I met some people there. They were season ticket holders since Briggs Stadium. Wow. Yeah, and that that they, never seen a winning season but four times. And wow. to see what we're going now, and it's not just it's a one year flash in a pan. I, I I believe, and I believe a lot of people believe it. This is different. This is going to be different for a long time because they've done this from the from the core up. Yes, and yes. 
we're having this kind of success and it looks like we can have this kind of sex for three four or five years that's what makes it so exciting hc rebel yeah i got a question for you oh every time you got a question for you man i'm, I'm in trouble hey, hey C. Rebel, so if the lions do end up pulling this off and winning would you streak, what? win the Super Bowl? Would you streak down Nine Mile and Van Dyke <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl naked? Would you streak down Nine and Van Dyke? If they win, absolutely, if they win yeah. The Super Bowl naked. If they win the Super Bowl naked, like as you just said, would yeah, you? I will too. <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl naked, you just asked me. If you go back to the day, you said if they win the Super Bowl naked, so I'm pretty safe to say I don't have to do that. Would you? Would you streak? Would your Would your wife allow you to streak down nine and Van Dyke if they win the Super Bowl? I probably not. I, I'm, I'm just going to go out of limb. I, I, I mean, I could go ask her, but probably not. <laughs> so, so Chuck, you are going to take the Lions. You're taking the Lions. I'm well. It depends on what you're asking. Are you taking me to, to win the Super Bowl or well, win this game? You got the game coming up on Sunday. You're going to take Detroit over Tampa. Also, I'm going to take hearing Paul. See, I, I didn't hear yeah. that. Part. No, 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 no. I'm talking about no, it was select, no. I heard you. It was selective speaking policy. <laughs> oh, you I, no I answered the question you asked. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, but speaking. it was no. It was you. It was it was very much to be that had the problem speaking, and I answered the question he asked. Okay, answer. Oh, yeah. Who's going to win the damn game, C Rebel? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Detroit is going to win this game, but I believe they're going to come out full bars. I believe they're going to win it a little bit more decidedly. I think they'll cover. I, I, I do believe they, I think they'll cover. I think score. they'll win it pretty good. Give us a score, C. Rebel Damien. 34-17. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Detroit. What did you have, Paul? Uh, 34-28 is Jeez, what I have. You guys are going to have 34 Paul's got to give it an extra touchdown. They're a six-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite right, right now. So 6.5. C-Rebel. Yep. Yeah, Saturday, I agree. I agree. Well, I think they'll cover. The Saturday game, Green Bay going up to San Francisco. Who's taking that game? You know what? I, th- that could go either way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with San Francisco, but Green Bay and Love is playing really, really good football right thank now. Right, Those boys are they, they are playing very, very good football right now. So that could go either way. I'm going to take San Fran in it just because they're loaded. They, they are totally loaded yeah. with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Mr. Irrelevant playing out of control. But I, I, I think I'm going to go with San Fran, but I, I will not be surprised if I'm wrong in that game. And as people were like, oh, I'd rather face Green Bay. I didn't want nothing to do with Green Bay in the first round. Yeah, they're playing hot football right now. Yeah, I'd rather face L.A. all day. Hell yeah. And it was it was pretty cool to rub it in Matthew Stafford. I, don't, I, I feel like we did him a little dirty after what he did for us, but he's playing for the other side now. Yeah. All so, right. you know, San Fran's favored by nine and a half. Yeah. yeah, that's I'll, crazy. I'll take, I'll take, I think that's, I think that's crazy. That's crazy. That's a, I'll, I'll take that nine all day. A bit, but wow, yeah. that's inviting. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if it was still nine and a half by Saturday kickoff. I'd be very surprised because right. that's a crazy number, especially the way Love has been playing. They, they, they got some. Great, they got a great defensive line. Their offensive line has been playing really good. Their running back is a monster. Well, there you go. We heard it from C-Rebel. All right, C-Rebel, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. Thanks for taking the call and your input, man. Let's uh, let's go Lions. Let's go Lions. Uh, have a good time with the game Sunday and drive home safe, everybody. All right, right C-Rebel. We'll All right, nice talking to you, Paul. Okay. All right.
Sea Rebel, ladies and gentlemen. Sea Rebel. Never shy of words, that's for sure. So <laughs> No doubt. All right, boys, good job on the fives. We'll take our last pause and be back with cards. You know 24th Street Pizza for their award-winning pizzas. From their barbecue chicken, deep south dill, and BLT pizzas, to their Hawaiian barbecue, super veggie, and even chicken fettuccine Alfredo pizza, they have so much to choose from. But they've got more than just pizza at 24th Street Pizza. They've also got toasted subs, flatbreads, chicken, fish, pasta, salads, the list goes on. Plus, with free delivery in Port Huron, it's no surprise they have over a thousand five-star reviews. To view their entire menu and to place an order online, visit 24thStreetPizza.com. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. It is now time for cards. Cards Against Humanity. And here we go. It's late night. You're in bed with your lover. Mm. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> he leans over with a twinkle in his eye and asks, How about blank? Is that for anyone to answer? Yeah, so you you put the card in the middle. You guys all put a card in the middle, and then I have to read them off. You got your answer in? All right. You're in bed at night. <laughs> I only have two. Can you repeat it one more time? Yeah. It's late at night. You're in bed with your lover, Patrick Stewart. He leans over with a twinkle in his eye and asks, How about blank? Cards. This card game is absolutely absurd, Paul, so I just hope you're prepared for it. Patrick Stewart leans over with a twinkle in his eye and asks, How about eating pussy bad? <laughs> Patrick Stewart asks, How about a little sewer girl strangling a pigeon? Strangling a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> he leans over with a twinkle in his eye and asks, How about yummy, 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 yummy rat pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go rat pussy, man. That's why there's some real rats right there. That's right. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Mm-hmm. All right, so each of you. So each of you get one of these back so I can keep the answers fresh. Right, so you each get All cards. Right. You always have five answers. Oh, always five. Always five, so you can hand, you can hand your answer. Here goes the snatchness nuts. Zoom, 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 What's up, YouTube? User Dan the Man wanted to see. So, here we go. What's up, YouTube? User Dan the Man wanted to see blank. So, here we go. <laughs> damn you, Hollywood. Damn you. All right. What's up, YouTubes? User Dan the Man wanted to see blank, so here we go. An ambitious woman who wears pants? <laughs> What's up, YouTube? User Dan the Man wanted to see blank, so here we go. 
tiny sour kisses from a lemon dwarf. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> What's up, YouTube? Dan the man wants to see blank, so here we go. Being inside me. I agree. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say what's up, YouTube Dan the Man, wanted to see being inside me. <laughs> Master B, no, right. Master B gets the black card. That one's goes to the middle. All, All right. the answers that they gave. Yep. Okay. So I get and then a so new new card. Paul gets another card, so he has five yeah, answers. I Although I don't need one, my fifth one, but I've got to take it anyways, right? There we go. Paul. Four, Paul. Do I get yeah. one, two, or no? Mm-hmm. I got five. No, you read, right. so I'll pass it to B. Okay. And this one. Both from the front. Yep. Now I'm going to put this in the back or on the side. All right. All right. I so drunk, I blank. Mm. I so drunk, I blank. Fill in that answer. We have a card coming in from Mr. McCain. Mm-hmm. We, we have one coming in. All right. All right. Nick Hammer's in the building. Nick Hammer done, you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh my gosh. Alright. I so drunk, I. All types of girls, even ugly ones? Okay. I so drunk, I lick in the toilet as mistress commands? Me too. Uh, I so drunk, I pull in the butt cheeks apart so the fart comes out quieter. Hands down, that's my that's my winner right there. <laughs> the winner. That's a beautiful. That's the a beautiful I need the black uh, card. All right. Black card. And then and the answers go over here. Okay. Then, All right, Mr. McCammer, he gets to pull the black card. Well, everyone needs a white card. Yeah, then, we got uh, white I pull him from the front for the whites? From the shorter side, yeah. Okay. So That's what he had said. How many, you need no, one? the black card from the short side. Any of the answers on the other side don't matter. Okay. Oh. So that's what I'm asking. Uh, these are the ones I can hand out to give back to you guys. You get yeah. one? Yep. Okay. And then Let's push. Mr. Paul, because I already have five. Do I still pick an answer? Yeah, you got to take the survey says right here, right? Yep. All right. It's finally happening. I'm finally doing it. Yes, it's time for. And I'll say it again. It's finally happening. I'm finally doing it. Yes, it's time for. Somebody get a dick. Okay, here's two answers. I gotta find one for you here, Paul. No, Paul, you don't put an answer yourself in there. Oh. <laughs> Here's my answer. All right. How many do I? So I need three of them. Yep. Okay. It's finally happening. I'm finally doing it. Yes, it's time for a big sloppy blowjob from a mean tired cowboy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to top that one? How about cowboys? Cowboys. It's finally happening. I'm finally doing it. Yes, it's time for staying hydrated. Oh, damn you. Thank you for that. It's finally happening. I'm finally doing it. Yes, it's time for 
some cracker ass motherfucker. What the heck is that? <laughs> what what answer do you want, Paul? Um, I think the I think a big sloppy blowjob from a mean tired cowboy. How about a cowboy down here now? You got five there. Yeah, so these five. all go back. Yep. Okay, and all this back to Mike here. Here's okay. This. Yep. He gets that one. Oh, no. So that now I know. Philly, I need one card. I need one card. Yes. I need one card. You should still have your five right now. the master. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, boys, here we go right now. Sweetheart, you and your sister excel in different ways. She's got her violin, and you've got blank. Sweetheart, you and your sister excel in different ways. She's got her violin, and you've got blank. All three answers are in. Sweetheart, you and your sister excel in different ways. She's got her violin, and you've got uncles. (laughs) (laughs) She's She's got her violin, and you've got joyless wooden Soviet toys. <laughs> and you got a garbage clown who makes no one laugh and should die. Oh, like a wooden Soviet toy, bro. <laughs> That's me. Can't do that drop. Oh, again. shit. Yo, we got that. <laughs> drop that one more time. Oh, yeah, daddy. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I knew you guys like that one. Another card. Oh, Maybe the cards. The cards. Actually, two. Pass those down lights. One, one more card. Paul. Here you are, sir. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I was looking for the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dude, you have got to go to space. Blank is awesome in space. Answer here for Mr. Paul. Dude, you have to go to space. Blank is awesome in space. Chowder. Chowder, I gotta get the chowder. chowder. How about the chowder over there? Dude, you have got to go to space. Space chowder. Three men and three hot dogs. It's awesome in space. <laughs> Come on, don't Dude, bullshit me. You have got to go to space. <laughs> Quality, affordable menswear is awesome in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what you gonna do, man? Pussy. I'm gonna say chowder. 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 Chowder is Who? great in space, I heard. Who yeah. Chowder. Is that you, Paul? I picked Chowder. Right, Chowder. Right, no, Paul's on the board. Paul's on the board. So let's do a recap here. Mr. Paul has one card. I have two. Hollywood, what do you have? I have uh, one. I one. have two. Phil, you got two. All right, here we go. He's going for three for three. All right, yes. Make sure he's got enough cards, though. Yeah, okay. I, need, I, I need a white card so that... 
cards. cards. Everybody has five in their hand now. You got five cards. You got. Uh, five. Need one more. Okay, here you are, Mr. Paul. You got one. I'm good. All right. All right, Hollywood. Here we go. All right. So here is the question. That was the worst sex I ever had. It was like 20 minutes of blank. That was the worst sex I've ever had. It was like 20 minutes of blank. Here you go. What's this motherless fuck's name? Answers right here. We're not making a list in here. There you go. Oh, man. That was the worst sex I ever had. It was like 20 minutes of murdering our parents. Oh, Oh, boy. Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, God. That was the worst sex I ever had. It was like 20 minutes of a Christmas feast of a goose and jellies. (laughs) What is that? Oh, boy. All right, this last one. That was the worst sex I ever had. It was like having 20 minutes of preparing my asshole for sex. (laughs) That's the winner. Who had that one? Paul? I'm gonna get in the black one. Oh, 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 get that one. Here's your second card. Uh, Prepping that asshole. And we bury these to the back, right, Phil? Yep. Okay, here we go. Jeez. Oh, so, oh, okay, I have five cards. You need them. Oh, uh, you got. You got to bury these to the back or in the front? No, we're supposed to bury them in this pile so we don't reuse oh, them. Oh yeah. One, two, three. Here you go. There you go. Uh, who needs another I, answer? I need another fresh. I need, I need fresh, 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 fresh bush whistle. I need four more. Four more? <laughs> no. Well, okay. Bush <laughs> right. Well, Mr. McCain, you fresh. are the man with it's the question. Stack in the deck. That's you're right. The, you're the question man now. Okay. So I don't answer. Right. No, nope, you're going right. to give out the question and we'll answer it. And I pick right from this side. Yes, sir. Yeah! All right. Yeah! <laughs> Say it loud. I'm... And I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm blank, and I'm proud. Okay, one's in. Say it loud. I'm blank, and I'm proud. I don't really have a good. Ain't no shame in my game. There is no shame in your game. Here you go. No. And say it loud. I'm dating a Republican, and I'm proud. Okay. God There's bless America. Say it loud, I'm a full... Hold on. Say it loud, I'm a full-on panic attack, and I'm proud. Okay. Say it loud, I'm my biological father, and I'm proud. <laughs> I agree! <laughs> Dude did himself. There's really not good answers. <laughs> Dude did himself on this one. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Say it loud, I'm my biological father, and I'm proud. Say it loud, I'm dating a Republican, and I'm proud. Say it loud, I'm a full-on panic attack. I got my pick on these. Because, it. I mean, it's the best one of the three. So... Dating a Republican. That's what Come I on said. down here. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that cowboy right there. Yeah, he sure. on, you know, you need that black card. You need that black card down there. You need that black card down there. Okay. Black card. You need that black card right down there. Yeah, right there. I get the black card. And then these. Black card right there. Also get the Billy gets those, and then we each got to get our fifth card now. Yep. Those who don't. Cards. I'll just grab one here. Hollywood, grab a card. Hand it over to Billy. 
Zoom, zoom, zoom. All right. I'm gonna grab two because I already used we used that one last week. All right. All right, boys, here we go. Oh, you have to see this documentary on Netflix. I don't want to give anything away, but let's just say it will change the way you look at blank. That's awesome. (laughs) You understand? Mm. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Good gracious ass is bodacious. I don't want to give anything away, but let's just say it will change the way you look at the Audi sign and drive sales event. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but let's just say it'll change the way you look at shit. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Changed the way you look at having tuna sandwiches with my favorite donkeys. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> Smell a little fishy in here. My <laughs> <laughs> favorite donkeys. 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 Smell like yeah. Trump in now. <laughs> you gotta go to the sandwiches of my favorite honkies, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that, yeah. Give me that black stand here. Oh, man. I mean, shit was second. No, yeah, two. Two, all right. <laughs> give, me that, give me that black stand. That was stuff. good, too. Oh, shit. You guys need a white card? I need a white card. Paul, so gonna, you need one. I need more. one. All right. It's gonna you change go. the way you look at two the sandwiches. There you go. <laughs> Bazoom, zoom, zoom. Bazoom. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a two-pronged plan, prolonged plan. The first prong will be blank, and the second prong will be blank. So it's two cards. Okay. So put your first answer on top, second answer on the bottom. Read it one more time, Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a two-pronged plan. The first prong will be blank. And the second prong will be blank. This should get real interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a two prong plan. The first prong will be an ass like a bag of pool balls. <laughs> the second prong will be a bold red lip. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a two prong plan. The first prong will be a big hole. And the second prong will be a couple of cold ones. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a two-pronged plan. The first prong will be Hoop Nugget, the game where you throw a nugget into a hoop. (laughs) And the second prong will be Jeremy and his stupid, annoying, dumb, hard, beautiful body. Hmm. (laughs) Let's eliminate these two that I dare see right here. Ladies and gentlemen... I propose a two-pronged plan. The first prong will be 
a big hole. And the second prong will be an ass like a bag of pool balls. Yes. That's got to be the yes. one. Right. are these? Both? Yeah. Both? You actually fucked them up. You mixed them up. A big hole. A little hole bit, yeah. It was but it's still... Yeah. But it worked out. But you picked both of mine, so yeah. let's go. It worked out. <laughs> right. So you get one card. One card. Okay. Yeah. I got four, boys. Wow. All right. So wow. Here it is. He's making his stance. I'm going to need two cards. Two cards for Mr. Paul. Two cards for... GMB. To and I'm good, right? Two to GMB. There you go. Two to me. Right. Put that one back in there. Yes, sir. All right. Hmm. You guys ready for the question? An ass like a bag of pool balls. <laughs> <laughs> I have solved politics. My solution is blank. I have solved politics. My solution is blank. Tell by the way the boys pickled down there. <laughs> I'm just getting the cars tonight, man. Right. Got it. All right, so we got all three answers. Here we go, guys. I have solved politics. My solution is loving America. Wow. God bless America. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, I have solved politics. My solution is sucking the caviar straight out of the fish's bus. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. That's a good one. Sucking the caviar straight out of a fish's pussy. <laughs> okay, that's a tough one to beat. I have solved politics. My solution is the pelican that will one day eat Scarlett Johansson's, Johansson's baby. Oh, I gotta go with this one. Sucking the caviar the straight caviar. out of a fish's pussy. The caviar's gotta oh, win. Got oh, got oh, 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 He's running away with it. Yes, Look at you go, man. He won. Don't mess around. Just like Ray IQ, dude. Cards. We'll keep all there. How about that? That was awesome, man. You ran away with it. I did. did. I just had good cards tonight, man. I beat one the first two times we played, so. Yeah. All the cards were done? I mean, when you get sucking the caviar, that's it. How's somebody going to beat you? (laughs) (laughs) Grab all those. Well, boys, any closing words before we round it out here? Go Lions! Alliance to get that ass. That's it, man. Digging that ass. Let's go. It's been a long time. Well, Paul, again, thank you so much for coming by, man. I'm yes, glad you can do it. Oh, it's awesome, man. If nobody can, Paul can. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a member in the 90s, Paul was laying the McHammer, man. Laying the McHammer. <laughs> is, is that going to be his new nickname? We have to get McHammer. We got McHammer. Well, Paul, McRib and then the McHammer. Mike's been calling me that for a little while. <laughs> really? All right, there you go. <laughs> I get it from my mom. She gives crazy nicknames for Damn the you, McHammer. Damn you. All, All right, day. well, as always, thank you for listening on Apple and Spotify. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and always follow us on YouTube. Love y'all. Be good. Go Lions. Time to turn down the sheets. And I will spank my butthole a little That's all, folks. Bon voyage, motherfucker. Get out of here. Get out.